0: Got my toes in a water, ass in the sand Not a worrying world, a cold beer in my hand Life is good today, life is good today When well, the plane touched down, just about three o'clock And the city's still on my mind Bikinis, palm trees danced in my head I was still in the bag. It's Islands. Her body's been kissed by the sun, and coconut replaces the smell of the bar. And I don't know if it's her or wrong. yeah, Got my toes in a water, hands in the sand, not a worry in the world. A cold beer in my hand. Life is good today, yes, ma'am. Life is good today. So away, I don't sit by. a can be, our away from the lake, someone do me a favor and pour me some Jaeger, grab my guitar and Put your ass in a lawn chair, toes in clay, not a worry in world of PBR on the way. Life is good today, yes, life is good today.
1: Coming to you live from the Salty Dog Bar in Meredith City, the hottest spot in all of LFT 926. It's Elite Week, on Radio Free, Galactica Channel 07.
2: That is right. Hello, hello, and welcome to Elite Week. Got my toes in the water, my ass in the sand, and a cold beer in my hand. Life is good today. That was Zach Brown and his band, Good Stuff. Uh, I have no idea why I picked that song. I, sometimes you just got to say, Bios con Dios. This is Elite Week episode, what number is this at this point? This is what, 85? Yeah, a great week for space gamers. Galactic Water Cooler, Friday, July the 2nd, 2021. With me as always is my main man, Roy. Say hi, Roy. Happy Friday, everyone. Glad you're here to be with us on this awesome show absolutely uh i'm drinking whiskey a little vodka and coke
3: and dragon's milk what are you drinking roy i am drinking beluga transatlantic racing vodka from russia (laughs) racing vodka
2: wow i bet you i get there first
3: for reasons (coughs) that will become clear later in the in the show fair Uh, (laughs) fair story absolutely and
2: also with us tonight, of course, is Tactical Officer Tweet. Say hello, Tweet.
4: Hello, everybody. Friday night. Uh, like some conversations to have this week with things going on. I think we're going to have a fun show, though.
2: Hell yes. Hell yes, we are. We got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. It's going to be a good show. That was Toes in the Water by the Zach Brown Band, as I said. The closing song is a special dedication to Frontier. It's uh The Chain. Uh, the backstage acoustic version by the High Women. Um, good stuff. Fifty years ago today, or sorry, yesterday, the first three heroes to give their lives in space were laid to rest with full honors. Uh, Roy's going to tell you a little bit about it later on in the show. We're going to tell you how to get a massive frames per second boost in Odyssey. We'll talk a little bit about LaveCon along uh, with a uh, interview with... Uh, alec turner about the race he created for it Uh, we'll talk about patch five and the non-developer non-update non-livestream that occurred Uh, we've got more coverage of a variety of space games and uh the steam summer sale is here with a shitload of awesome games in case you suddenly find yourself with a little free
3: time all this and more so stay tuned if you're listening to us on the podcast and would like to see the live show and visuals, check us out on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash eliteweek and on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash eliteweek. If you're watching us on YouTube or Twitch and would like to know how to catch us on our podcast, check out anchor.fm forward slash eliteweek. For
4: sending us your thoughts by email, you can reach us at EliteWeek3306 at gmail.com.
3: Our very active and growing Elite Week Discord can be found at tinyurl.com forward slash discord, where you can check out or contribute to community feedback, resources on turning the wheel, and real-time updates about Elite from a variety of content creators. In addition to the Discord community feedback channel, feel free to write in our YouTube comments anything about the topic of the week, as well as anything else you'd like to share. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if you're enjoying the show on YouTube, please make sure to like and subscribe and click on the bell. It really helps us out. On Twitch, a follow would be much appreciated. If you're on Twitter, feel free to follow at EliteWeek3306 for news and information about Elite Dangerous and cool sci-fi and space news. We
4: record live on YouTube every Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 1 a.m. UTC. So come and join in on the fun.
3: If you're listening to us on the podcast, please make sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever platform you use. And let us know if there's a format you want us to look into.
4: We don't do Patreon, so save your money and just tell your friends about the show.
3: You're listening to Elite Week. This is Burger Ant. Subscribe if you want. Who fucking cares?
4: That's right. Subscribe
2: if you want. If not, I don't mind. It's fine. You Do you, boo. Uh, All right. We've got a new format for the show. We're going to be starting off with Elite News. We're going to skip the Dark Wheel update this week. Uh, the Dark Wheel is continuing to do its thing. No real super news because of, you know, we just went into the expansion last week, as we told you. We landed in a spot with new friends. We went back into uh immediately in as soon as the, the what do you call it cooldown was up back into expansion out of rimfaxi we're pending we'll get that shit sorted when we land but you know this is the we're in the middle of that whatever 11 to 13 day holding pattern that that you go into when you do an expansion so there's nothing to really to tell you it is what it is um <clears throat> this year's LaveCon is going on right now it's virtual again we have in the show notes a uh, a uh, what do you call it uh, link to the uh pdf that has the, the 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 full schedule and all of the stuff i am posting it right now live for you people in the chat i think we put on a pretty damn good show but i'm just a drunk asshole so if you want to stop what you're doing and go watch their show because it's live and whatever I'm not gonna blame you, man. It is what it is. You do you, it's all good. Love LaveCon, love the boys at Lave. Check it out. There's stuff going on all weekend. So, you know, tomorrow, the next day, etc. And we also have as part of this uh an event going on right now from the Buckyball Racers. I sat down with Alex Turner and we had a little chat about it. So I am here live. And a pre-record with Commander Alec Turner of the Buckyball Race Club who's going to walk us through the event that is starting right now as you hear this the Buckyball uh was it the late the lave lockdown challenge lave Town lockdown challenge yes How yes yes so <laughs> Alec tell us a little bit about this race obviously it's set up to celebrate you know Lavecon
5: itself, yeah. um, tell us yeah. a little bit about how you came up with this race and a little bit about what the race is. Sure, sure. They have a nice LAN room and what we normally do is take a PC and we have a, a race that runs over the weekend and people can come down from the bar and have a quick go and, and we kind of keep a physical scoreboard. and So um, this is kind of a replacement for that. Obviously LaveCon's not happening for real so they've gone virtual so seemed nice to do a classic Buckyball time trial. And we're going to let it run for a week rather than just for the weekend. So we give people a bit more time to do it. Um, so this one, actually, what it is, um, some people might remember that on a Frontier live stream last year, we, we did a, a little race where they did a triathlon. I think it was for their, one of their big charity live streams. So the idea of that race was that you would start in your ship parked um, five kilometers away from one of the big circular planetary ports. And then on go, you, uh, you have to drive the SRV to the planetary port, drive in through the tunnel, one of those two entrance tunnels that they have, uh, get to a garage, uh, get back in your ship, the ship being a, a keelback, so it's got a ship launch fighter. You take off in the ship, you have to get to a certain, you have to get to an altitude and distance where you can deploy the fighter, then you fly the fighter in through one of the tunnels and out through the other tunnel and across the city in between then you rejoin your ship dock back in the ship and then you have to fly the ship in through a tunnel and out through a tunnel and then you land so the the time of the race is from when you start rolling in the srv to when you land the ship so it's basically a rerun of that which we never did as a proper time trial that everyone could take part in um, but obviously this is our first big race um, in odyssey so I wanted to feature Odyssey as well. So for Odyssey, it's taking place at a planetary port on an atmospheric planet. So it's a beautiful place. Um, it's perma-day. So um, whenever you go, it's going to look spectacular. This actually came, I mean, it was it was kind of an idea in my mind, but it actually came from um, uh, Zach, the frontier mod Zach, who sort of said, oh, it's got to have some legs in it, surely. So we've, we've tacked on for the Odyssey version, a sort of Le Mans-style running start. So you... What you do is you basically park your SRV 200 metres from your ship, and then you start in the ship. And on go, you have to get out the ship and run to the SRV, and then it's basically the cycle I just repeat I said. So you you run to the SRV, get in the SRV, drive to the city, and then go through the tunnels in the ship launch fighter and go through the tunnels in the keelback. Right Nice on. and quick. takes takes about nine ten minutes, so people have got um, can have loads of goes at it. Beautiful, and they have all week, as you said, to do
2: it. So it'll be a, a good thing to keep up as it as it goes.
5: Yeah, we'll do a scoreboard, which I'll sort of maintain. So I, I, in fact, I've just remembered I haven't done it yet. I need to link a Google form. Mm. Basically, you, you take six screenshots. You take a screenshot at the start, uh, is it six seven? Screenshot at the start, just showing that you're parked the right distance from the ship. And then that has your start time. And then there's a screenshot of the SRV going through a tunnel a scre- uh, two screenshots of the ship launch fighter going in and out through tunnels, two screenshots of keelback going in and out through tunnels and a screenshot when you've landed so a neat little set of seven screenshots to prove you sort of it's it's not i, I don't think I've mentioned this before, but when we do these screenshots when we're not looking to catch cheats we don't we don't get any cheats nobody's ever tried to cheat uh, why would you really um there's no great prizes for it. it's it's to catch accidents you know people misread the rules and they only go through one tunnel and they there's a genuine mistake and they Mm -hmm. post a time that beats everyone else's time it's just to double check that you followed the rules really
2: yeah no you guys have a great sort of esprit de corps amongst the group where i like as you said there's
5: just no point to cheating you're just robbing yourself of the experience um yeah so the screenshots are just that it's just to catch honest mistakes that you went the wrong way or something
2: and uh let's talk about sort of the why of it all Why you know uh we 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 (laughs) interviewed you last year uh with Mm -hmm. uh the what was it was like the LaveCon rushed race or whatever where it was sort of a last minute thing that was put together and we you know did an interview to kind of promote it or whatever but yet again another another lockdown lave and and yet again, the Buckyball Race Club coming through with an inspirational, sort of joyous
5: celebration of yeah, the good things I mean the why upfront, the the sort of obvious reason is to, to have something for Lavecon. Um, you know, I really feel for those guys they put a huge amount of effort into planning a live event. they got sound systems and you know, and and all of that goes out the window and, and so they're trying their best to make something good of this weekend. Um, to put on virtual events and sort of virtual panels and things. So, you know, it's only right that we should do something like this to try and support that. But I think more so in the current climate with Elite, with, um, you know, the Odyssey launch not going well, and um, I think, you know, there's obviously an awful lot of negativity around. I just wanted to put something positive out there, and I'm not the only one, you know, there are expeditions and things happening. And I think, um, you know, we need sort of... It's a shame to say it, but I think we need the community now more than ever, just to remind people that there's, there's great stuff in this game, and it hasn't gone away, and it's still happening. And mm. so, um, yeah, you know, on the small scale, it was to support live combat. On a bigger scale, I just want to, um, I want to give the whole community something fun to do, and this is fun. Um, I was listening to your show last week; it was great with Katie Byrne, mm-hmm. um, and her sort of, you know, uh, it really enthusiastic, encouraging people to give Thargoid combat a go. And I I really must. Um, That was very persuasive. And I kind of just want to really encourage people to give this a go. Um, You know, if you're frustrated with Odyssey and you're sick of grinding the mats, and the race takes 10 minutes, you know, Mm -hmm. I I posted a, a sort of practice run of eight minutes and something this morning. You can easily do it in 10, 11 minutes. It's not long. And I think, you know, people might go, oh, it doesn't seem that interesting to me. But if you do it, I think you'll do a run and you will think, that was pretty fun, actually. It uses, you know, it really tests a lot of your elite skills. There's a bit of SRV driving. There's things like not fumbling the controls when you're trying to deploy the ship launch fighter. There's trying to squeeze a keel back through those tunnels, which isn't an easy fit. And people will make a mistake. They'll get the keel back jammed or they'll, you know, they'll spend five minutes going round and round the city trying to find the tunnels. And they'll think, well, I could do that better. Mm-hmm. And I think what I'm hoping is that if people give it one go, they, they'll a few people will get hooked and, and see that it's actually a huge amount of fun.
2: I think a lot of times the best parts of Elite to me, when I think about the best moments that I've had in Elite, they boil down to having a couple of factors that seem to be um, in common. First is... You know, big milestones of like, I achieved this, I bought this fleet carrier, I did this thing, whatever. So, big stuff like that. The second is things that engender camaraderie, like when you're laughing with friends and doing silly shit and just, you know, but like the togetherness of it. And, and three is things where it's not so much a matter of like pass fail, like, uh, you know, I screwed that up, shit, I gotta restart, whatever. As much as like things where you're sort of how do I say it? You're competing against yourself. You're just
5: trying to learning, just a, do a, little learning better. a skill. It's exactly what Katie Byrne was getting at. I think learning a skill, self-improvement, it's, it's fun. It's really fun. You know, you when you start to get good something and you and you achieve something, that's that's way better than any credits or any dump of maps. That's like, hey, I, I you know, I got good at something. Hmm. And and I think so. So I mean, this doesn't have that sort of the the okay. I bought a
2: fleet carrier. But the other two aspects, the other two things of what makes it great is that the stuff that you do, sort of with friends or with camaraderie and 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 fun and whatever. And that's the whole spirit of the Bucky Ballers. And then and then two the, you know, competing against yourself, trying to sharpen your skills or whatever, uh, are amazing. I think it's easy in times that are frustrating to overlook the fact that elite dangerous uh is an amazing canvas that you can paint on in the aspects of the flight model of the ships uh and the slfs both the the driving model of the of the the vehicles the srvs uh and sort of this allows you because it, this is not world of warcraft where like oh i leveled up and i got this new sword and now i just hit the button to swing and because yep. i have this new sword that's plus 20 points now my da- now my swing does better like no there's none of that it's just you and the car and just you and the ship and it's yeah you, you don't get better by getting a piece of gear that makes you
5: better you get there's better by just doing actually. better yeah, you just reminded me of two things actually. One is the, the running part mm-hmm. for um running has been difficult. I've wanted to do races on running, but to some extent on the surface it might seem like it's it's just a competition of who can hold down W. Um I will say that there is more to the running stage than just holding down W. There is a little trick mm. um, which people may find.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, which will help you do the running bit faster. Let me ask you a
2: a question on that. So, there's that. Let me let me before we
5: get sidetracked.
2: Are there any regulations to any engineering whatever that you can have
5: on your suit with regard to that? No, I couldn't, I couldn't be bothered for this one. Um, you know, we we sometimes do a regulation class and we prescribe. So, you know, I could have prescribed the exact loadout for the keelback and what engineering you can have for the keelback and what the ship launch fighter is and what suit, I can't be asked. Okay. <laughs> Turn up in whatever you want. If you want to super, if you want to soup up your keelback. The, the thing is with this, this particular race, there's a lot of skill in it, you know, not getting wedged in the tunnel, mm-hmm. flying smoothly through the, the I, I think to a fairly large extent, the skill will outweigh anything you can do with engineering. So, yeah, knock yourself out, whatever you want to turn up in. Let's keep it simple. Beautiful. And, uh, you
2: know, along the lines of you were saying, like, hey, this is a fun thing. And at, at, at the, the non-virtual cons, at the physical cons, mm. you've had it to where people can kind of go down, oh, have a few drinks and go down and, like, take your turn behind the wheel. And I'm sure yep. probably there's a, a small crowd, your friends, you know, talking shit and watching you and laughing and whatever i'm next have you thought about for not only just like something like this Lavecon, i think it would be perfect but also just for other buckyball race events so many people now have you know obs or 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 whatever that they can record have you thought about like putting up uh, on on a on a youtube channel or 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 somewhere on a stream or whatever just clip together a whole bunch of videos and and let it run and people can laugh and and like they can literally narrate their own race they can
5: be like oh this was the part where i screwed up here this is where i did that and just have a laugh just have some fun there's the forum thread, and I I totally encourage people to just chip in on that forum thread. You know, if you had a go and you blew up, send us a photo, you know, post a photograph of yourself exploding. If you've got a good clip, stick it on YouTube and link it to the forum thread. That's what the forum thread's for. You know, post number one is there for the rules. The rest of that forum thread, knock yourselves out, come and chat, come and ask somebody how they did something. Um, so yeah, it's kind of that. I kind of hope that people will do that. And certainly if I get a lot of Um, good, you know, if I get funny screenshots as part of people's submissions or if people send me videos Hmm. and there are good clips, then yeah, I'll edit those and and put those in the forum thread as well. But that's kind of what the forum thread's for, really. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I was going to say was just um, before people think this is Odyssey only, it's absolutely not. Um, It's uh, Horizons as well. Um, so, you know, it's a beautiful city in Odyssey, like I say, it's atmospheric. It, it's actually um, Commander Reen's personal city, it's called the Haven. Mm. Um, so it's a great place, but, but the, 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 the race runs in Horizons as well. So if you're having a hard time with Odyssey, if, if you're, you know, just performance, if you're getting terrible frame rates and you're not having fun, you know, if you go and try this race and with the best will in the world and you're just not having fun, don't get pissed off just just switch to horizons and and do it in horizons as well i I think i'm i I reckon at least 50 percent of the people will do horizons and what we'll do is we'll have two scoreboards because they'll they won't be comparable times what with the running start and things so there'll be two Mm -hmm. scoreboards so we'll have winners for odyssey and we'll have winners for horizons
2: beautiful well i think that covers just about everything do you have anything else you
5: want to add in don't think so um there's, I've got a tiny URL for the forum thread, just oh, for so sure. people we'll listen it. to it. I mean, I'm sure you'll post a link, but if mm-hmm. people want to, it's, there's a the tiny URL is, um, uh, so it's BBRC uh, T-L-L-C. So it's, the, it's um, Buckyball Racing Club, the Lavecon Lockdown Challenge. So BBRC T-L-L-C.
2: And just to clarify, because you have to these days, it's tinyurl.com forward slash
5: BBRC i I'm sure people will find it. There's a forum thread. It's in the event section of the forum. It
2: is in the show notes to the video that you're watching right now. Beautiful. All right. Well, Alec, it was great, as always, to have you on, and we look forward to continuing to cover awesome events of the Buckyball Race Club. Thank you so much it's a- that was my interview with uh alec turner about the race that race is literally starting now because right now in ye oldie england it's already past midnight so it's uh saturday so the race is on ah <sighs> does anybody uh you guys do you have anything to add on the on the race thing man it's good stuff or or or, or on the lavecon
3: i'm gonna check it out uh, i think it's great Hell Great yeah.
2: Activity. Hell yeah. Link is in the show notes. Um, good. And I linked it also in the streams and whatnot. Next up in the notes, we've got. God damn, I'm drunk. Algoreb AM podcast. I saw Flip it A Switch in the. Whatchamacallit? Yeah, Flip It A Switch is in, in the, the chat. And he did a very cool podcast this week with an interview with a guy from Spear, which is like the anti piracy. They role play as the cops. So yeah, Algorab AM, phenomenal shit. If you are not subscribed to Algorab AM on YouTube or not YouTube, uh, uh, Apple iTunes or Google podcast or wherever you get podcasts, man, you're doing it wrong. They've got good shit, you know, go and subscribe. It's good stuff. Also, there's a new elite podcast, elite comms check by commander APOC V, APOC five, uh, it's APOC underscore V, but it's APOC five. Um, Go and check it out. He kind of does just sort of random little snippet kind of things. Like, hey, here's... It's similar to kind of... I don't want to say it's similar to Galnet News Digest, but it's like just topical little things. It might be three in one week and then none for a while and then, you know, whatever. Like, he just drops little short-form content sort of whenever he feels like it. So, as far as I'm concerned... It's just a matter of mm, you know, you can't get enough YouTube or 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 podcasts or just content creators for Elite Dangerous, so go support him. <sighs> Down to Earth Astronomy dropped a video, 75% plus, really it's about 80%, but he's a very very uh conservative guy. So he put 75% plus better frames per second in EDO. So there is a setting that you can change, which actually Frontier didn't do this. Uh, It was the guys who make the CAS, the AMD CAS, that did it, but they allowed for it in their software. There's a thing called super sampling, and then the opposite of that is subsampling, or sub- I forget. Whatever, it's tech shit. If, there's a link in the show notes, and uh, Roy is posting it right now. CAS, uh, whatever. There's a setting you can put in Elite Odyssey, which if you have, well, really, any AMD CAS is open to anything. NVIDIA has their own proprietary, but... AMD is just open to anybody. You can use this. You're going to lose an amount of your graphic settings that you probably won't even realize. Like it's, it subsamples it and then it upsamples it. So basically, you won't even really realize oh. the difference, but it will make you go from basically 35 frames per second to like 68 frames per second. It's really good. Link is in the show notes. Go check it out. <laughs> Obviously, we are huge fans of down-to-earth astronomy here at Elite Week and and, and love his shit. It's, it's phenomenal. Sagai Magazine put out issue 37. Now, they talked about a whole lot of stuff. Uh, first off, they talked about grenades because, you know, everybody's all about that new odyssey shit and they were like hey here's how grenades work here's some stuff you might not have known here's the whole top the to bottom about grenades then they talked about soon till relics soon till relics are an interesting interesting thing because it seems facile on this on the surface it's like hey it's a it's a um what do you call it it's a it's a it's a rare it's a new rare but I mean, not new in that it's been there for forever, but like, it's another rare. It's no big deal. But if you get into the descriptions of what it is, Soontill relics are really sort of... a very interesting thing. So there is a Soontill system which is registered in the, you know, in the game. You can go to Soontill. But you won't find Soontill relics there. They're in a another system. Where they're sold. When you dig into the lore, i.e., what's written in the description of it, they're not Thargoid or Guardian. They could be fakes, but they've been authenticated to be over ten thousand years old. There's multiple types. Like to me, if you put two and two together, like legit. This seems like this is proof of a fourth race that Frontier has just never gotten around to like acknowledging, but like they have acknowledged officially if you read the lore of the Suntil relics. This is a fourth race because we're in 3301. Spoiler alert, in 2301 a thousand years before, much less in 1301 10,000 years before humanity hadn't extended out to the stars so in order for there to be alien legitimate artifacts right that are 10,000 years old plus that come from multiple species that don't match stargoids or guardians um that's saying that it's a fourth race that has managed to keep itself hidden from us thus far like legit it's just a little text in a throwaway st- whatever but it's official it's in the game in like you can read it you can look it up in that rare that's proof of a fourth race I find that hugely exciting.
3: Uh, Just a quick point because I didn't realize this until you said it, but the AMD, the CIS thing, I thought you needed to have an AMD video card to use that. Are you saying you can just use it whenever? The NVIDIA
2: Nvidia super sampling thing, you need to have an NVIDIA card to access. The AMD thing is a universal. Any computer, any card, it doesn't matter. That's made to be universal for anything. Cool. So everyone go look in the show notes click on the link if you can't wait if you're watching it live and you're like i must have it right now i can't wait till tomorrow okay go to youtube go to downturn astronomy look for his video that says 75 percent plus increase in your frames per second because i am not trying to rob downturn astronomy of his fucking links you motherfuckers better click on his fucking thing and give him credit for it because that dude that fucking danish dude works hard like he figures shit out he looks shit up and fi- he's way smarter than me and i love that guy like he's such a sweetie do not rob him of him of his link go fucking click on his thing and subscribe to him while you're there the soon till relic thing you have you have to use a little bit of two plus two equals four like you have to figure it's not explicitly stated but if you look into it the fact that there are like they had in the lore of the game they have dated it to being over ten thousand years old there's no way that that was human so and it and they say clearly it wasn't thargoids or guardians Frontier has low-key said there's a fourth alien race that is hidden from us that is either in the game or somehow there's 10,000-year-old-plus fakes, which means we didn't do it, which means, okay, so there's Thargoid or Guardian art fakers or there's a fourth race in the game. With the way everything is going with Frontier right now, you know, it's hard to, like, get your hopes up with anything, but, like... That's kind of cool. And big salute to Sagai Magazine for finding that. Because I didn't find that. Sagai did. Um, They also did a very cool story on the Hesperus. They did uh, a story on the properties of light. Like how light works in different atmospheres. The properties of how light changes its color, etc. In different atmospheres very cool shit. The Zahi Biomorphic Companions. Basically, there's a company that makes robot fake dogs and cats. They're like, they're robots, but they're programmed to be perfect little puppies or kittens, and you can even, because they're companions, you can even get ones that are programmed to be always a puppy. Like, they'll never grow to be a full dog. They'll be a puppy for a thousand years. Like, to me, I see that it's all stuff that comes from in-game description of that rare, the xyomorphic companion, and I look at that and say, hey, Frontier, give us ship interiors and charge us $20 for a little puppy. Do you know how many uh, thousands of commanders would right now give you twenty dollars for a fucking puppy in their little, like a little Porthos. It like I mean, for those of people who watch Star Star Trek Enterprise, a little Porthos fucking running around. Yo, Thub th- th- bugly electric sheep. That's right, Philip K. Dick. Do androids dream of electric sheep? Good stuff. Um, but like, yeah, man. Very, very good stuff. Uh, that's right. That's right. I want a pack of puppies. People would be like, here, shut up and take my money. Give me puppies. In addition to that, they had a whole story on the Apollo 15 expedition. <laughs> Here's something that I find interesting. First off, I want to give huge props to Commander Yannick for pulling off this expedition in the middle of the shitstorm that is a Apollo- uh, uh, Odyssey. Tweet, Roy. I'm asking both of you do you know what was the name of the command module for the mission Apollo 13 the piece of shit that failed repeatedly so many times that they had to scrub the mission and if it weren't for the heroic efforts of the crew on board and the crew on the ground at Houston it would have meant the death of the astronauts that went up on Apollo 13
3: uh i have two guesses guess number one is i'm not i'm not googling it uh beagle incorrect guess number two gumdrop incorrect
2: ah oh. the answer <laughs> the answer of the piece of shit tech that failed so hardcore that they had to scrub the mission and it almost killed everyone on board was odyssey the command um, module name was
3: odyssey oh i'm thinking of the landers sorry
2: yeah uh in addition to that <clears throat> they had a whole thing on the adamaster the Hesperus, the whole like very 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 good stuff sagai magazine if you're not subscribed if you don't if you're not subscribed to their to their youtube channel to their podcast if you don't look at the first week of every month uh for their uh what do you call it uh website for the the new pdf you are missing out because it is good stuff stealth boy put out combat basic training uh you know we highlighted stealth boy a week or two ago uh with his amazing videos and he's got another one out this guy is putting out like for people who aren't huge first person shooter guys this guy is putting out like the ultimate guides to like like how to get it It is legit. Obsidian Ant put out 3307 June developer update, question mark, exclamation point. If you have not seen it yet, he was super critical of the developer update stream that turned out to not include a developer. It was written by CM, did not give any meaningful update and was not a stream. It was a forum post. In addition to that, We've got Mike29TW, he put out a very cool video, I'm putting it up on the stream right now, I'm putting it up muted so we'll just talk over it. Like This is how broken the fucking AI is in Odyssey. You literally find a gate guard that's got level 1 access, stand in a place that lures him to walk in front of a door, he's got access. The door will open when he walks in front of it. He'll scan you and then fuck off and you can walk right through the open door. Oh, that's choice. Me personally, I'm past the salt. I don't care. I moved on to other games, but other people on the show really care. So tweet, this is how much I love you, brother. Even though I worked a crazy, stupid long day, had no sleep, And drove to Boston and back, New York and then Boston and then back to Philly. I took the time to edit this video from uh, our episode, like two episodes ago, Words Are Wind. And I put this little clip together just for you.
6: 100%. Look, when I first joined, um, you know, I I was sort of getting to grips with behind the scenes and all that sort of. Uh, good stuff, bad stuff, et cetera, et cetera. And um, one of the things that kept coming up is the issue tracker. And um, it's fantastic having a forward facing, um, uh, i call it device because it makes it easier. Um, so people can see what's, what's being raised. However, it's not working properly. I think we all know that. and we've had enough issues with the issue tracker as it is. Excuse the pun. Um, so we are actually working very hard with the QA team at the moment to revise some of the stuff that, how it's used, how it's displayed. And we're hopefully going to have something to share on that sort of towards the end of, end of June. I can exactly. hand in my heart tell you there is there is stuff coming feet and i don't mean like um fixes and stuff i can tell you there are features coming post update five once we uh so at the end of june we'll, we'll be able to deliver to you uh sort of where we're at when we'll talk to you about like where we're sitting where we think odyssey odyssey sits and where we're going to be focusing our attention and then where we look at performance and sort of uh planetary tech etc that's going to come in the June. that gives us a time to assess it in terms of our comms that goes after that every single month we're going to have a developer um uh, we haven't started a name yet again in the spirit of being honest we haven't you haven't named anything yet uh, we're going to have a show with key members of development that are going to come on and, talk, and bring us all through the journey of development so how it's going to sit with um the optimization, how console is going, what features we can talk about, because there are features that will be coming into Odyssey um, that we are keeping, and we are be ad- we'll are we be adding in as extras uh, to the game, which I think are really, really cool and really, really fun. Um, and we'll, we'll do that month on month. Yes. No, look, so I think, I, again, it, it is written in there in terms of, like, in that roadmap afterwards in terms of, like, we will discuss new features that will be added to Odyssey, because there, there are new features that will be added to Odyssey uh, in between, uh, so, so like, towards the next big... So, I guess when it's console, it comes out. So, with console and then beyond, there are more stuff to come in. That's been worked on right now in terms of what we're going to, how we're going to deliver that and how we're going to display that to you, to everyone, which is why I've said to, and, and the one thing I'm very keen on, and I'll be very honest about this, is I don't want to knee jerk everything. So, when someone says, you need to do this, and then we come out tomorrow and we say something, I'm like, it's cool. I get people are pissed, but I'd rather wait until the end of June, get the information so we're very clear and and internally, are very clear on what we're delivering and when, and then I can speak with confidence and allow my team to speak with confidence about what's coming. Um so that's why I've said, look, give us the end of June, let's assess everything, like the the, the issues with which I know have come up a lot, uh performance, uh pantry tech, etc. We need that time to go through all those files, look at what's been fixed, look at how things are running, and um, to assess like when and where that can be addressed. And then also that's why I've said every single month there'll be a developer and I haven't got a name for it, but a developer show where they'll come and we discuss um uh, what's going on, and we discuss um, potential uh, sort of uh, roadmap milestones, as it were, um, which is in terms of like how we going with development, how's console coming along, uh, what features we can we expect, um, how many features will we going to be adding, all that sort of stuff. I would like to give these answers out, um, and even if we say it'll be four features, show one of them and keep three back as a surprise. Then I'd rather do that. I'd rather, as I said before, I'd rather be confirmed and tell people the, the, the answer than just say nothing yeah so um, to answer your question end of june there will <laughs> be like this is this is what's coming at the end the june we'll have an update for you on everything but please allow us this time to get to the end of june so we can at least get all this in order and be like right we, we know when we can say what how when and where we are development wise i understand that the talk is cheap and that is one thing I've, i i you know i'll take on all of my chins and um, but on the flip side of that i will say that we've set out like once a month we'll have developers on we'll talk about um actual milestones of development of uh, both Odyssey on PC and the console we built up to it, and then we plan to intend to go on beyond the launch of uh, console as well, and keep that momentum going and be like, right, here's what we want, here's some direct feedback from players to actually talk to the devs, Um, and that's not just to say we'll just do that once a month, we'll probably have like special shows where we get guys to come and talk specifically about a certain thing. Yeah, Um, To answer your question, end of June there will be (laughs) like, "This this is what's coming at the end of June, we'll have an update for you on everything, but Please allow us this time to get to the end of June so we can at least get all this in order and be like, right, we we know when we can say what, how, when, and where we are development-wise with what we've got to address. I'll I'll be kind and won't pin you down for dates and, like, at work, which, of course, I'll be on your case. Well, it's end of June. We've said said end of June, so, I'd like... Okay, so... There
2: you have it. End of June, end of June. No, no, we're not going to try to pin you down to a date. No, we said end of June. We are going to give you developer diary streams. We're going to give you live developers talking to you and getting your feedback. And we're going to... And I'm very honest. You can believe everything I say because I never lie. I am honest arf. And I'm known for my honesty. People say around these parts, that's one honest fella right there. And if he says that he's going to fix... And give you details on the broken issue tracker. And he's going to give you developer streams. And he's going to give you not just bug fixes. But specifically, he's going to give you details on features. Not bug fixes, but features. And he's going to give you details on... The lighting and the performance increases for feature, you know, optimization. And he's gonna give you solid details on where console development is going. Well, we got no mention of the broken fucking issue tracker. We got not a single fucking mention of any feature whatsoever. We got no dev. No live stream, no update. We got CM, forum post, with shit about patch 5. With regard- He did tell the truth! We did get an update with regard to how the console development is going. Because if you read between the lines, if you read very, very carefully, and I- Strongly encourage all of you to go through and read that fucking actual forum post and what read carefully what it says about console release. What it says is, man, it's harder than we thought. We're probably going to need to reevaluate our timeline. That is you used car salesman for, oh, by the way, you're not getting consoles this year. Sorry. Maybe 2022 question mark. We got some information on optimization, which is it's harder than we thought. We got some information on Planet Tech, which is it's harder than we thought. And we got some information on frames per second, which is it's harder than we thought. But me, I'll be honest with you. I played about eight minutes of Elite this week. I updated the thing on Thursday. And I want to give a huge, huge thank you to Long Joe Silver. Because he was like, yo, bro, go to this location. There is an Executioner Level 3. with It's clean. It doesn't have a useless fucking engineering on it. So I updated Odyssey. I logged in. I jumped over to where the place was that had it. And I bought it. So Long Joe Silver big love to you brother um i i now have the level three executioner that i wanted so desperately that's the only odyssey i played this week i was having too much fun in star citizen and no man's guy but um you know because of that i have no salt i have no feelings about frontier i don't care I just put that clip together for my friend Tweak. So I'm going to now let him take over and he can
4: tell you his feelings. All right. Yeah. I do have a little salt. I do feel like I have skin in this game still. Last episode, last week, I said this week was going to be make or break for me. And, and well, they broke it. So, so Tuesday, the Tuesday stream, they announced to us that the Thursday you heard in that clip. A dozen times they said we were going to get a dev stream on Thursday to talk about features, which is what we really need at this point. Do they have a vision? And then Tuesday on Super Cruise News, they announced, oh, by the way, this is going to be a dev post on Wednesday. And the reason for that is we don't want our words to muddle anything. We want it to be factual so you can share it around. And 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 then we're going to talk about it on Thursday during our stream on Thursday. And so I'm like, okay, well that, that doesn't sound great, but if there's information in it, I'll take it. So Wednesday comes along and just about the end of their work day, they release this page of a uh, of a quote unquote dev post um, that was written by I'm sorry, Arthur.
2: I'm sorry, Tweak, I have to correct you. It was two and a half hours after their work day ended, just to be sure.
4: <laughs> okay, okay. Two and a half hours. It was almost the end of my work day, which does mean it's after their work day, I guess, yes. So, and it wasn't written by a dev. It had nothing to do with a developer at all. It was written, if I'm not mistaken, by Arthur Tolme, the lead community manager. And in it, he proceeded, or I will say they proceeded. And mind you, I believe this is probably what he was instructed to do. This wasn't their choice. I believe this came from above to make them do this. However, what they did in this dev post with quote air quotations is pat themselves on the back for the thousands of fixes we've put in in these four patches for Odyssey. We, we, we've we put in over a thousand fixes, and we, we've done so much work. And here's what's coming in Patch 5, which they already talked about on the Tuesday Super Cruise news. They told us what was coming on Patch 5, but they went through and spelled it all out in print again with some pretty screenshots of what the in-ship... In, in dashboard was going to look like and all that kind of stuff and then it said what's to come in the future and then it said we're going to reassess and check out our roadmap and see what we think player base wants really you're gonna you're gonna see what we you what you think we want you you don't know what the player base wants so that was a huge disappointment and broke me right there and then thursday comes along and they may have talked about that death post for all of a minute, if even a minute. They didn't talk about any of it at all. So to me, that's it. I'm done. I, I I still love Elite Dangerous. I still will play it when my friends are on playing it. I will still play it when Opix has things going on that we need. Back when they when Arthur, actually it was Arthur again, said back when we were still in Odyssey development and he um, was trying to tell us, oh, no, this is just a branch of Odyssey. The actual game is much further developed. And then the game came out on PC and it looked exactly like the Alpha did. Tweek, that I'm was sorry. a lie.
2: I'm sorry, Tweak. I'm going to need you to be respectful and I'm going to need you to call him by his full name, which
4: is Honest Arf. Honest Arf. That's right. Honest Arf said, no, no, no. This is just a branch. The, the actual game is much further along. Trust us. Trust us. And then odyssey came out and i think you all know what happened at that point in time it was the exact same thing as the alpha no changes and so here they are again trust us it's going to get better we we promise just let us get to the end of june let us get through these patches and we're going to tell you what's coming let us get to the end of june here we are at the end of june and they're like oh but we did so good look at all the things that we did for you guys and we don't know what features are coming. We don't really have any vision, but we're going to reassess and see what the player base wants. Yeah, no, I'm done. If you don't know what the player base wants, you have no vision whatsoever. This is ridiculous. FDev's motive, their motive now, their their mantra is, "We promise it's going to get better." And I just can't wait for that anymore. I will keep my character there, I'll play the game, but I have zero faith that FDev will do anything with this game anymore
2: i will say this for those people honestly who were super pissed off about this you've got every right to be you were lied to to your face and no one has the right to tell you you're wrong to feel what you feel for those people who are not mad at this because i've had some contact from some people this week who are like no they're fine they're good you are also right you're the customer You have the right, if you feel like, hey, what they did is good enough, okay. I'm not trying to tell you how you have to feel. You feel your feels. You're entitled to that. When I tell you my opinion, that's just me expressing my viewpoint. I'm not trying to make you feel any differently. You also, though, don't have the right, because there are some white knights out there that are telling everyone who doesn't like what's going on that you're wrong you're this you're that you're horrible just quit just die just go away honestly the same way that i like if i don't try to make you feel however differently from how you feel if i respect your right to have your own feelings how come you can't respect my right to have mine this is a bottle of six and 25 grain bourbon whiskey and we're gonna just go ahead and asmr because i roy loves this we're gonna hear it hear it when it gets to the top of the cup <laughs> make sure it stops there <laughs> no 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 what you do is you put your lips to the end and whenever you go over the top you just suck it up so that that way it doesn't spill because that's alcohol abuse if you spill it um so this is oh I don't know I would say this is at least a 10 ounce glass of, of 45 proof 5 crane bourbon whiskey um And you know, all of you guys out there that are like, hey, it's good enough. I I salute you. You feel however you feel. But my friend tweaked, who's angry, I'm not angry anymore. I've moved on. I'm having a fucking blast playing Star Citizen and No Man's Sky. But. Those people, like, I'm going to come back to Elite. I'm not leaving Elite. I'm just taking a break for it for a month or so because it sucks right now, and I don't want to be unhappy. The the opening song to the show was like, I'm having so much fun right now playing other stuff, and I'm going to get into it. But, like, I'm going to come back to Elite, and I hope that you fix it. Sadly, though, I think a lot of people won't come back. So, that sucks, and for them... For those fallen soldiers this 10 ounces of 45 oh 90 proof five grade bourbon here we go it's the good stuff
4: i'd like to add one more point to this too since we're still on this topic if you don't mind kai oh, 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 oh yeah go ahead <laughs> a little strong there huh well i mean it was yeah, a but... full glass <laughs> <laughs> so one other thing that, that i just remembered there at the end of their their well i guess it was during their thursday stream when now you heard what kai kai's interpretation of the dev post where it implied and i agree it implies console could see a delay oh no no we've had to no, readjust no. our yeah. time frames it, that, it that more spells, than implies yes but bruce on the thursday stream flat out said exact words in regards to console we don't have much to tell you except for that it is still on schedule for an autumn launch and it most likely will have a beta okay so is that be- another flat out lie well and then hey so says, wait wait wait, wait a
1: also-
2: a also- they lie regularly and b autumn in australia <laughs> is
4: february and march <laughs> True, but I think it might go later than that even. But then after that, in the same breath, he says, but we won't release it until it's ready. Like, like that's what FDev always... They never release it until it's ready, right? It's, couldn't be more insulting. I don't understand what these guys are doing. I don't understand who's making the decisions at Frontier. And I'd like to have a sit-down conversation with them. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, I get way more than 30 seconds or 30 frames per second uh, playing Star Citizen, but I, I have to warn you up front, I've got a 3080 and a fucking beast of a computer. Like Your mileage may vary. There's a link which I will uh, have uh, in the show notes, and I had in the show notes to the episode two weeks ago, which was uh, a guide to Star Citizen for Elite Commanders that literally sh- it links to the rsi the star citizens official page where there's a thing that says hey what cpu do you have what hard drive do you have what gpu do you have and then it'll show you on a chart like you can expect this uh frames per second you don't need to buy it up front i don't like if you're if you're not interested if you're like well i gotta wait they do like three times a year they do a free fly event they just had one literally three weeks ago so you're gonna have to wait a couple months but they will have another free fly event if you don't want to spend the 40 up front that's fine man you do you you can wait till the next one i will warn you the free fly events normally your fps is kind of a little suckier because it's the one time a year where or two times a year where everyone in the world gets to try it for free so there's a lot of extra people that hop in but like you do you what you know whatever whatever you want i'm i'm not trying to pressure anyone to buy in fact honestly i have a referral code so it gives me some benefit i don't haven't really researched what the fuck it is but it gives me some benefit if you use my referral code I still I don't give a shit about money. We don't do sponsors here. We don't do Patreon. I've turned down sponsors and Patreon. I got one guy that wants to give me like 800 bucks just like straight up and I'm like, "No, dude, it's okay. Go buy start go buy No Man's Sky. I have no code, I have no affiliation. I get nothing for it. But it's a fun fucking game. I the only thing I care about is the community and like people to have fun shit to do." I do not give a fuck about the money. I am, I make really good money like on my own, on my job. I do well. I work way too hard and I wake make a lot of money. I don't do this for the money. So, do not, like, go buy Star Citizen because it's a good game. Use someone else's code. I don't give a fuck. Like, but use a code because then you get free shit. Down to Earth has a code. Katie Burns has a code other like people have codes fucking roy has a code don't use mine i'm not i'm not in it for me i'm just trying to help people uh all right we move on to the next point which was tweak you had an issue uh, well actually i think you just did your issue with console launch i did yeah i did in fact
4: do that i think we're on to roy's now
2: we're on to roy's which is let me see if i have this Go ahead, Roy. You had... uh, I've got up the picture of the cliff on the thing.
3: Yeah, that's fine. So, as our listeners may recall, uh, I have not been playing Odyssey while I wait for the planet tech and other things to be fixed. Um, In-game, I'm currently about 22,000 light years outside the bubble in the middle of a solo expedition. (coughs) Um, My plan was to wait until after update five and then poke my head back in and see how things looked with uh, UI fixes, lighting fixes, planet tech stuff. So last night I logged in and played for a while. Uh, The planet I had logged out from five weeks ago, uh, I think looks better now. Uh, This is the picture that's up on screen. I don't recall this cliff um, and some of that varied terrain. I saw that and I got kind of excited to do some exploring again. So I went on a little trip. Um, Some of my observations, Everything in space and the ships is brighter. Like, holy cow. Um, Maybe too bright. I turned down the gamma and tried to look for some other settings, but wow, they turned things up. Uh, Neutron stars look like they're supposed to again. Instead of like, wow, wow, wubsy (coughs) squares, now they look like neutron stars. Um, The surfaces of the stars look good. Uh, You can actually see the detail in them now. Um, Galaxy map routing seems to work fine. worked with neutron boosts and... Uh, plotted long trips Uh, in the system map you know um, they've made some changes there I still wish they'd put all the planetary body info on one side tab instead of splitting it over two tabs and I do still miss being able to mouse over bodies and have the info kind of update just from the mousing over rather than having to click on each one those are maybe minor nits but uh, I did have a series of crashes to desktop every few minutes, but I I think I've traced that back to I I was running an SLI setup, so I ripped out the second card, and that took the problem away. And I don't think SLI was giving me any boost in in Elite anyway, so it's been smooth since then. Um, Unfortunately, and and if you want to throw up the second picture, Kai, um, as I was bopping around, I found there's still many what I'm calling oatmeal planets that have a kind of a speckled kind of digital camo look to the terrain which is probably an insult to digital camo uh when you're descending from orbit um some of them look better once you're on the ground but there's still this weird looking sort of gravelly texture outside of a small distance around you um so my, my current verdict is it's better in some maybe many respects but still not ready um you know this whole thing with the I, I was having fun until I started running into a bunch of these oatmeal planets again. It's like, ugh, I'm kind of wasting my time here. If I'm trying to look for unique things, I did keep an eye out for repeating, uh, repeating like stamps of textures and things like that. I didn't really notice that. I'm sure, I'm sure there's some there, um, but in my mind, if it if it falls below the threshold of detectability, if you're not looking for it. Um, I guess the jury's still out on that, but uh, I'm not saying it's completely bad or completely good. It's just for me, it would be if it's the kind of thing that I can play the game and not really notice too much, then I'd be okay with that. So, so I'm probably still going to be taking a break from late until we see some more updates on uh, on what's broken with Planetech. <coughs> wow, that's where I am with that.
2: Wow. I'm looking at these
3: pictures of Star Citizen, I I think you're okay. I'd be
4: playing the hell out of Star (laughs) Citizen from what I'm seeing there. (laughs) Dude, hey, look, I've got got Star
2: Citizen and No Man's Sky. And I'll be honest with you, Star Citizen is where I'm going to spend most of my time long-term. But No Man's Sky, I'm having so much fun with this week. When we get to the No Man's Sky section, I want to talk for an hour and a half. Um, Yeah. So, okay. Now, do like i have nothing i'm adding to the salt zone i put together that little list for for tweaked but like the the little video compilation where honest arf basically lied for five minutes straight and i want to be clear i honestly don't believe that he lied on purpose i believe he was told go out there and say you're going to give people this by the end of the month and he was like okay boss and did it I, i i don't like, I think that he's got issues where I, I feel like... oh, I'm not a huge fan of some of the things that he does and how that he does it. But, like, I don't think this was his... I think he was doing what he was told and passing on the message he was given. I don't think that he is an evil mastermind. I think he's just a poor schmuck that's being sent out to dance in front of the lions. And it's just... It's rough, Uh, but that doesn't uh, you know the fact is he's the person we're supposed to address our complaints about frontier to my complaints are about frontier management, but I address them to him because that's what he wants. He'll tell you that if you ever ask. So yeah, hmm, whatever. Um, Maybe, maybe I, I see multiple people saying, well, no, I think he's a liar. Maybe he's a liar maybe he's just a a poor schmuck who's doing what he's told either which way he's the guy that we address our complaints of frontier to so it doesn't really change anything like in the end it is what it is um i don't have any salt for frontier because i'm having too much fun with other games do either of the two of you have any more salt for, for frontier before we close
4: out the salt zone i'm good I got something else add to it real quick, like just just, for for example. I mean, we talk about you've heard you've heard me say people are leaving the game; that the player base is down. A lot are. Daily players are down lower Mm -hmm. now than what it was pre Odyssey. Oh no, no! A week ago, it was lower down to pre Odyssey. Now it's way lower than pre Odyssey. Right, and for example now mind you the season just started there's like 46 days left or something but my squadron opics with 155 people whom have spent three days working cz's are number three on the combat list for the season and that's when we have a combat cg going where everybody should be that just kind of tells you there are no freaking players nobody's playing the game right now nobody if if we're that high already it's yeah. It's insane. It, it's sad what they're allowing to happen to this wonderful game and and that they don't seem interested in turning it around. Fair enough.
2: Is there anything else for the salt zone? Then by the power invested in me, by not Frontier, I cl- hereby close the salt zone. Here's our sound effect. All right. So, moving on. We've got... We are... Oh, we're at there. We've got... For news beyond the game. It's Frontier News. All right. Frontier put out patch five, which was pretty fucking good, I think. I I like, okay, granted, I did not play Elite Dangerous this week, but from what I read from the patch notes, it looks pretty good. Um We have been without our our shield percentages for since Odyssey drop. It used to be you look down at the crotch panel. And you would see your shield percentage and then they took it away and now they put it back but they put it better than put it back in your crotch panel it's just right there at the bottom of your shield three rings all the time that's good uh i would like to give a huge salute to commander serif of skunkworks ax who put together a brilliant ui package and said well, what if we just use this for the UI? And Frontier looked at it and said, oh, we're going to yeet the fuck out of that and just copy it pretty much. And I mean, it's 10% not as good as his, but they pretty much fucking copied it and put it out. So I want to give them a huge salute to that. I really, really have to go and give back to the community. So, Roy and Tweak, you talk about stuff that you liked or didn't for the patch for about 30 seconds. Be right
3: back. I mentioned a few of them. I I, um, I do like the improvements that they made in the, the UI. Uh, I haven't been, been back to a station to be able to check out outfitting, but it, it looks good. Um, the galaxy and system maps uh, are improved. I think there's still things they could do, but they're, I think that, you know, they're usable. And, and um, I, I'm okay with them the way they've changed them. Um, I mentioned the brightness thing. I think I'll be trying to change the way I use, perhaps, Reshade to, uh, to fix that. So I, I think it's within the realm of um, I'm, I'm good with those changes and I can make them work and, and have fun in the game. So, tweaked?
4: Yeah, from what I've been seeing, there's some good things. I mean, the, the percentage on the shields is cool. Why it took them this long, I don't know. The fact that it now defaults to store module instead of sell. And when you click sell, it says, whoa, 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 you engineered this. Do you want to sell it? Why that wasn't like that to begin with? I'll never know. That should have been ding, ding, ding. That that, that was an obvious one. That kind of stuff. Those are huge quality of life fixes that needed to happen. And it's good to see that they made it in finally.
3: Yeah. So I guess we need to see what comes next after that, if they're going to keep i'm assuming they still got a long list of things to work through i don't think there was any any uh insinuation that they were done um especially no there's also there's also
4: no there's also no dates for any more patches So so right now their focus has shifted supposedly to console but they did leave the door open to possibly make some more patches as, as they move along. So
2: again, we'll in, typical, in typical sort of frontier speak, basically they've committed to absolutely nothing but giving people enough hints so that they believe something will good will happen. Um, yes. Officially speaking, the next thing they've committed to doing anything about whatsoever is, well, technically... They repeatedly promised that we would have developer streams every month, but then that promise was changed in their forum post to we will have a monthly forum update post by a community manager. So technically they're committed to that. The next thing that they're actually officially committed to other than that is they are committed to... uh they're committed to put out odyssey on the console at some point although it seems like in used car salesman speech they pretty much said it's not gonna be by when we said it was gonna be legit if i had to bet any amount of money right now i would say console release 2022 if it's coming i i think it's coming
1: 2022.
2: Um Yeah. Uh betwe- other than that, like we don't know. I feel like I've heard from some people from patch 5 the like hey, I got a pretty good boost in my FPS. Other people said I I I uh didn't, you know, get that much of a boost. I've ha- heard um like I've heard heard all kinds of things. Now, Planet Tech, they said, literally, they they said, they admitted, okay, number one, Planet Tech is broken. And it doesn't sound like it's just a bug. It sounds like it's by design because they said, we are, it's harder than we thought. We're going to have to look into it. That does not sound promising. With regard to console, they said, it's harder than we thought. We're going to have to look into it. With regard to uh, optimization, they said it's harder than we thought. We're going to have to look into it. So they gave us three answers, which were all the same answer, which is game dev is hard. We can't honor our promise. We're going to get back to you maybe at some point. This brings up an interesting sort of corollary that I would like to make. And if you're not impressed by the use of the word corollary, when someone (laughs) as dumb as me is as drunk as me, you're not giving me enough credit. Um, I listen to every podcast of every kind that is Elite Dangerous. Uh, And when I listened on the road to Boston this morning... When I started work about 23 and a half hours ago, I heard JN Trax, who is one of the... He is the main host. He is the host uh, 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 uh What do you call it? The the Loose the, Screws. No, no. He is the moderator, main host of Loose Screws. And <clears throat> he had been arguing with Frontier for 10 days straight. And in that, yes, that's right. They did say they do not have a workable solution. But he had been arguing with Frontier for 10 days straight since they released their update saying no plans to do any work at all on um, VR, virtual reality. Yes. And when they said that, he uh, messaged immediately within 24 hours. He messaged their, uh, what do you call it? uh community complaints whatever and said hey i want my money back you guys told me that we would be uh not doing vr at launch and that means in frontier speak but we're going to work on it later and so i bought this because you said that and then it didn't come and then a month later, after you release it, a month after you release it, you just announce flat out, oh yeah, we're not doing that. I don't think that's cool. You have established, Frontier has established a regular policy of when they're not interested in doing something, they say, we have no plans for that. When they are interested in doing something but can't commit to it just at the moment, they say, we will not do it at launch. You have, this is a regular Pattern that you have used over and over and over and you violated that and you took my money you let me wait a month then you said now we're never gonna do it and then when i said i want a refund you said you can't have it because you already had the product for a month this is bullshit i want a refund and frontier said no and he messaged him back and forth and back and forth and back and forth many times for 10 days And they and he just refused to let it go. And they said, No, we can't. No, we never us saying we wouldn't have it at launch, we didn't have it at launch, so we didn't lie. And he was like, But it implies, and they're like, Wait, we're not we don't care about any implications. That's not our problem, that's your problem. And he's like, You need to give me a refund. And they were like, We cannot possibly give you a refund. It's not possible. You can't take Odyssey off of your account at this point. So Cracks was like, all right, fuckers, I tried with you. And then he called the credit card company. He called Visa and said, hey, guess what? I want to report this as a fraudulent transaction. They sold me a thing saying that they were going to work on, you know, uh, VR after, but then they changed their mind a month later and then said it's too late to get a refund. Like three days later, the credit card company. Accepted his claim that it was a fraudulent charge and charged it back. They took the money away from Frontier. Frontier immediately, because they lost the money, took Odyssey off of his account. And so that's how anyone who wants it can get a refund on Odyssey. Because Frontier will tell you it's not possible but if you report them for a fraudulent credit card transaction, they don't have a say in it. So... wow. Now me personally, I'll say this. A lot of you guys might hate me for saying this. I have fun playing Odyssey. Yes, it's soulless. Yes, it's just a loot grind. Yes, they haven't put anything else in other than grinding away for the stupid mats for your suit, but I kind of have fun doing it. Now, I'm having way more fun playing No Man's Sky and Star Citizen, so I'm going to keep doing that for a little while, but in a week or two, I'm going to come back and I'm going to keep playing Odyssey. If you really don't want to uh, play Odyssey, that's your choice. You know now how to get your money back because frontier uh support will tell you no but paypal or a credit card if you report it as a fraudulent transaction will say yeah you you're making good sense there we're gonna go ahead and take that money back and that's up to the company to deal with so you know now what to do if that's what you want to do me personally hey i paid 60 bucks i've i've Blew more than that on a really good bottle of whiskey today, so whatever. Um, I feel like every person has the right to be treated how they want to be treated so long as it's within reasonable expectations. You're a customer. We were all lied to. Me personally, I can get over it, I can get past it. I've fallen out of love with Frontier, but I'm not going to stop playing Elite because I still like the game. I like... Like, the flight model in Star Citizen is just as good. The exploration in No Man's Sky is way better. The... You know, in-depth of Star Citizen is way better. The... When they get... When they unfuck themselves in a month or so, the polish in Elite is better. And the galaxy model in Elite is the best. Nobody does... A galaxy model better than Elite. And you tell me right now that someone does it better and I'll call you a liar to your face. But their galaxy model is the only thing Elite has going for them that's better than anyone else. And that's a one-trick pony. As soon as somebody else cracks that... No, No Man's Sky does not have a better galaxy model. Oh, it does VR. Sorry, I'm a little blurry in my vision right now. You're absolutely right. Not only uh shay less not only does no man's sky do uh vr better than elite no man's sky does vr the gold uh the, they are the gold uh uh standard of vr from non-VR company the absolute gold standard for VR is Half-Life Alex, but that was made by Valve who they'd like do the tech for VR they literally did it themselves but No Man's Sky for a not for a not Valve they do it better than anyone um and you know what Star Citizen does fucking amazing VR and we're going to get into that when we get to the Star Citizen section but yeah I, I that's all i wanted to say was that like it was an interesting thing to me that tracks got his money back by just saying fuck you you're fraudulent you lied to me i tried to get yeah. it back with you repeatedly you refused you told me it couldn't be done so i went to the credit card and look lo and behold it could very much be done
3: yeah it's a smart move
4: all right do you does anybody and, have and- go ahead yeah, I, I was gonna say, and, and JN tracks to his credit, I guess. Up until the announcement that they weren't gonna work on VR, he was probably one of the biggest supporters and trusting and believing FDev that they had left. <laughs> he was that they burnt that bridge. They burnt that bridge, and it's it's gone. And and I, I, I'm with you, Kai. I'm still gonna keep playing, and I'd go as far as to say, when Odyssey does get to me on the Xbox, I'll buy it. Whether it's a beta or it's the thing, I'm still going to buy it because I'm still going to be playing elite, and I want that variety. I want, I want it. I just can't devote all my time to it anymore like I used to. But I, I listened to Loose Screws today as well, and I thought they all made some really good points. And and it's just, it's again, it's just a shame to see what it's all come down to. Loose Screws has turned down to earth. Is doing videos on everything else. Star Citizen obsidian ant is doing videos on star citizen and and uh what's the other one there uh, ever ever uh everlast two or whatever the hell that new space game is he ever all of their everspace two yeah all of their uh, all of elite's top content creators the ones that had all the subscribers that brought all the eyes are doing videos for other games now and that's bad for Frontier. Good for these other companies.
2: I see Far star saying, oh no, we're going to lose Pamesh. We will never lose Pamesh because my girl Juki created Fly Dangerous, a free program that you can get on GitHub that has Pamesh for forever, bro. Get it for free. What is wrong with you? You're missing out. That takes us to Galnet News. Roy, take it away.
3: Yeah, we had a few stories since last week. Uh, June 28th, Imperial Senate considers Marlinist diplomacy. So that storyline's still chugging along. Uh, June 29th, four federal systems declare independence. So that was the precursor to some CGs we'll talk about. July 1st, uh, the first post that day, Federation battles independence in the Azaladshu system. And also that day, sort of pairing with that, um, so that, that was the kickoff of the CG. Then the next one was the, the ending of the previous one. Salvation eclipses ages to obtain guardian artifacts, um, and then finally on June second, uh, July second, dredger Clan arrives at Kumo City, which was interesting. And um, one of the last sentences in that story, I thought was curious. It's um, they're wondering if the dredgers have they brought him. would be Archon Delane something of value that they discovered in deep space so I don't know if they're throwing a little hint out there but that could be that could be an interesting thread
2: hell yeah good stuff and tell us a little bit about the uh
3: cgs cgs yeah so we had uh two finishing well I guess one with two sides finishing and another one starting up so the finishing ones was the Salvation versus Aegis Uh, both of them appealing for Guardian Artifacts, and uh, Salvation handily won that one, uh, 100%, reaching 100% when the Aegis side had only reached 4%. Uh, So there's a a focused, long-range, high-penetration, fixed-class 2 Guardian Shard cannon with additional weight, power draw, and heat that was awarded for that. Um, Then the new CG is you can fight either for the Federation against the a frees freeze independence or you can fight for a frees freeze independence and uh, this will determine whether or not those systems with those factions go independent or stay in the Federation
2: and that I think is really interesting uh for the little bit that of interest that I have in elite stories right now it's these guys are saying hey man we're not for the big brother bullshit we're not for the Patriot Act bullshit we're we're ready to to strike out on our own i I think that's interesting so yeah Mm -hmm. it's good stuff star citizen weekly update we already addressed a couple weeks ago hey man Star star citizen scam no it's not and we explained why we already explained like my computer will never run it yes it will most likely we gave you a link to to show the stuff we we address the whole. It's never coming out. Yeah, it's actually making phenomenal fucking progress, and it's leaving Elite in the dirt. And if you don't believe me, ask anybody who plays them both. Um, now, the next couple of things I wanted to address is for people who are huge VR fans, like my man Tracks, who are like, "Well, Star Citizen doesn't have VR either, man. It doesn't."
7: Okay, boom we're in
2: <clears throat> This is VR citizen is the name of his channel full head tracking works in star citizen VR um, This is you can watch it now You might say oh, Hey, wait a second, works. but he's sitting down in the cockpit Elite works in the cockpit.
7: Oh, dude bolt
2: dust. Do you yes, see this? it does but watch Just watch For those of you who think, oh, my God.
7: uh," No fucking way. They've added body positional movement to the fucking game. Yes. X, Y, Z on my head. It's limited as if I'm strapped in. Oh, my gosh. So that means that I could set my center lower (laughs) and then get my head above the cock. I can look above the fucking. Ah. That's this full
2: VR in wow. Star Citizen. Okay,
7: so they're adding more and more axes and features. It's now. Okay, okay. You would is be quite right still to still say, but he's just sitting down. Ah, yes, all my buttons. Even are though still you could, could see his
2: arms moving separately and stuff, okay, which he's I need so to excited about. That,
7: like contacts tower. Actually, and you're I'm right. Just have to
2: he's just sitting down right time, now. That's right. In his amazing Coms. cockpit. Eight Star Citizen Tower out
7: Alright well The test works That's what I was looking for But you okay? okay let's land her
2: Let's see when he lands his ship What he does
7: Man that was the most surprising thing Was seeing my legs move With my chair Absolutely incredible Here now he's landing on a planet attached to the rigging on my body Even when I'm still sitting in a chair Like my character animation modeling Is still animating Oh, but wait, he's getting
2: out of the chair
7: and running around in his... ...inputs and movements from my head (gasps) positioning.
2: Wait a second. He's in his ship
7: interior on foot in VR. Oh, now I can also look to the right and left and still run forward. So they've got full positional tracking aiming separate from your body axis now. And I believe that was apparent even uh, maybe half a patch ago or so. Hey, that's full VR in in on foot, running around. Around my gun. And now he's in a building, still full VR. And this is in a space station where it's one room.
2: This is rooms on rooms on rooms, bro. Let me turn that volume down a little, it's a high. The wind is getting to you. Oh shit, he's in one of the dozen plus land vehicles driving it onto his ship. This is like so many things that can't be done. Oh my god, it's VR, it's vehicles, multiples, it's driving in ships. What the fuck? Okay. IT'S NOT POSSIBLE! DADDY BRABEN TOLD ME IT COULDN'T BE I mean,
7: DONE! Besides the wheel working and stuff, that's all. NO! It's HONEST like ARF SAID IT'S
2: NOT A POSSIBLE THING!
7: Now. And my legs move with it, it's fully rigged. Ah. THAT'S JUST SUCH A BEAUTIFUL THING! The THOUGHT of pure GAMING... OH MY GOD! Amazing. Yeah, so... Alright, let's get going.
2: Yeah! That's, uh... That is... Full VR on foot in buildings large buildings whole fucking cities take a train from a to b drive around in dozens of vehicles they got goddamn speeder bikes from indoor they got multiple cool motorcycles they got fucking several different buckies they got a goddamn tank they got a missile launcher they got a fucking thing that looks like the from uh lost in space the 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 ursa which is like it looks like a troop carrier they got all of the stuffs they got a goddamn golf cart okay uh you can drive your cars onto your ships you can do all of the things does anybody have something they want to hop in on with this roy (laughs) tweaked
3: i i just thought i would drop that off there Well, and it doesn't look too boring. I'll say that. Oh, no, no, no. After
2: you've done it once, you hate it. You're like, oh, take this away
4: from me. I don't want it. Tweet. (laughs) Yeah. You're telling me I can just walk up the ramp into your ship, and it doesn't matter how many cockpit seats you have, but like, we can all walk up there, and and you can fly me somewhere? Bro. That's crazy. Bro, they got
2: motherfucking Roros. They got the the Hercules C2M2A2. It has a front fucking door that opens into a ramp at a back door you can drive a tank through it go up the back ramp drive through the thing go out the front ramp you could do all that shit um in addition to that while we talk i'm gonna just go ahead and throw this little this 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 uh little number up let's see hold on um the next thing is asset seven so those people that say yeah but you know star citizen has a shitty flight model you can't really you know (coughs) uh do all of the is it this one yes it's this one this video has no special effects All of the different stuff, the speeds, the stunts, all of this stuff is legit. This is hooning, and we played this earlier, I played this earlier. This is hooning, um, more than you have an elite. These motherfuckers are full FA offing with a governor on their engine, through trees, canyons with trees and shit. They're dodging... Trees and bushes and fucking whatnot. Uh yeah. Some good stuff. And like look at this. Look at this. That is FA off. That is pointing the nose in one direction while you're boosting in another. <clears throat> and this is possible so for my good friend uh chig who was like but yeah is is the flight model really that good in star citizen um look at the screen these motherfuckers are hooning through out of africa i swear to god i saw robert redford duck what the hell and the planet tech look at this this is look this looks like the planets that you see in the odyssey commercial but that you cannot find anywhere in fucking odyssey look at the rocks and trees and fucking lakes and shit legit stuff hey look at that too you can get more than three people in an instance so oh yeah volumetric clouds yeah no full weather weather did you see the video that Kate put up where she got out and she's like what the hell that's a river that's a fucking lake that's an ocean that's wait there's cloud oh there's snow blowing in my face what the hell yeah that's what's called a real Armstrong moment you get out of your chair you walk to the door you open the door you walk out the door there's no I hit a button I fade to black like somebody roofied me I wake up in the middle of a glowing blue ring so, yeah, that's what a real weather planet looks like. Oh, and not for nothing. Yeah, they got gas giant. They got fucking floating. They got Cloud City Vespin coming in uh, like around June 15th, whatever. July, yeah. July 15th. Sorry. Two weeks for now. It's in Evocot. No, it's going from Evocati to PTU this week, and it's going to be in PU like in another week. It's good shit. Yes, yes, the current weather is a simplified version. They're working on the full volumetric clouds and extra stuff. But let me tell you something, I've been in Star Citizen and that shit, yes, it might be the baby version of weather, but it beats the fuck out of anything you find in Elite. Now you know where you find weather just as good if not better even? Uh, in No Man's Sky. <laughs> you do. It's awesome. No Man's Sky is a great game, but like, yes. Okay. Now I see somebody else say Star Citizen has simple stealth gameplay. Yes, they do. But in the upcoming patch, they have the next step in their scanner tech. So they're going to have so they have three things. You have radar, you have ping, and you have scanning. Radar is your passive detection. Your Your zone overlaps my zone. We both see each other. That's radar. Now, part of that can be modified by cross-section, by stealth of the ship, like materials, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you've got ER, what is it, ECIR, you've got passive detection, infrared, you've got a mul- your your uh, electronic emissions, whatever. Ping is I send out a, like, a, like an old school in the submarines where they're like, I ping, and that'll tell me, oh, there's something in that area, and I get like a blob, and I have to go search that blob and scan, whatever. And then scanning is I specifically target you and scan you. I hold down a button to scan you, and it gives me more detailed information. And depending on the level of my scanner versus the level of your stealth, and that's the thing that they're still working on right now. It's tier one. But as it comes on further, I and I know all this shit because on my way driving back from Boston today, I watched an hour-long talk of Jared Huckabee, my main man. I'm so fucking sorry. I was totally disrespectful the other week when I was drunk and I called you something else you are not a tony you are a jared and you are fucking awesome jared huckabee let me tell you he is a community manager who could teach a thing or two to some other community managers that guy is fucking amazing and he is uh like he was a star citizen super fan and multi-thousand dollar backer who then they hired because he met Chris Roberts and one of the other top guys at like a a fan meetup and was like, yo, I could totally be like your spokes guy. And they were like, we like you. You could be our spokes guy. Dude, I saw an interview that he did with somebody today where he was trolling one of the devs and he was like, uh, yeah, this is... He's like, they were talking about ship builds and they had two guys from the ship build team and the one guy was like a developer and the other guy was like the lead developer that owns all of the ship build thing. He's the owner of that department. And he was like, they were asking questions. Now, here's how Star Citizen does it when they ask questions in one of their live letters. Oh, and by the way, they do one of them every fucking week with the developer. They take a couple of weeks off at the end of every patch cycle. But when they're in the mid-patch cycle, normally they do one every fucking week. It's an hour and a half long. And they'll have two or three or one, depends, developers on with this guy. And they open up a thread And whatever the top-voted questions are, and it doesn't matter what the fuck they are, they ask them. And jared huckabee who is their version of a community manager but good actually says hey man this is the top voted question and he'll ask it and if they try to duck it or whatever jared actually goes well i think what they meant to say was this they were asking that like he points for clarification i saw jared say he asked he's like they asked about the trip uh, the ship the uh the gladiator and the guys were like yeah gladiator's a thing we're working on whatever and he's like really because the gladiator kind of sucks right now that was their cm talking to their devs he's like the gladiator kind of sucks right now and the guy's like all right yes we have to get to that but we have these two other ships that we're doing first and then we're getting to that one and we're getting to this and we're gonna do that by the end of the year and he was like okay that's cool like dude they have a community manager that fights for the community do you know how fucking lovely that is to me right there here have forty five dollars take double that I give no fucks um, So Yeah, that was pretty cool and I am a big fan of Jared Huckabee and I will never get his name wrong again I'm a bigger fan of Tony Z, but I'm a big fan of Jared Huckabee. He's good. You know what else star citizen did this week? I shit you not a half-hour talk with chris and sandy now i have not be- i've been in the star citizen um sort of what do you call it Uh community long enough to know that people hate sandy for some reason i don't i unpopular opinion fine whatever hate me if you like i disagree i like sandy and here's why they did a half hour talk where they again check this roy check this tweaked They've opened up a thread, the top voted questions. It wasn't a matter of we're going to handpick what we asked them. They did the equivalent of an interview with David Braben, and they said, hey, whatever you guys pick, you're the bosses. You're the one paying for this shit. Whatever you pick is the top voted question. That's what we're asking him, and he's got to answer it. And when they asked them questions, they asked some questions to Chris that were a little like, hey it wasn't entirely complimentary and when they asked those questions and Chris kind of like halfway answered Sandy was right there and trolled the living fuck out of him Sandy was like hey remember you played Star Citizen just yesterday with your nine-year-old daughter and she savaged you because she was like you should be embarrassed for your AI because those guys are standing on a table over there why are they standing on a table and And you could see Chris's face was like, fuck me, the one person that can actually say this shit to me and I have to answer because I'm on tape. Like, there's no way any employee would say that to him, but his wife can and he's got to answer. So, yeah. And he was like, "Okay, look, here's the real deal about our guys that stand on tables and chairs. The thing is. It looks like it's one bug. It's not. It's like 10 different bugs, but they all have the same thing, which is it causes the character to reset and they're standing in the wrong place. When we get the server persistence, which we're going to be getting soon, probably into the year, that problem will go away. Because what happens is, if I walk into a room, right, and I'm the only guy in that room, all of the NPCs, I own them, according to the computer code talk shit. I own them because i own the room and they so they all belong to me right now they like they're acting like like actors in a play because i can see them as soon as i leave the room they stop acting there's no need for them to fucking keep doing what they do they just sort of like float frozen in space until but if i come back into the room it resets them But there's some kind of thing because of the server I'm stupid, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about, but there's something with the server persistence whatever, where it doesn't reset right, and then you end up with guys standing on a table. So there are no AI that stand on tables or chairs when you first load the server. But when you have had the server running for a while, an hour, two hours, three hours, and people have come in and out and in and out and in and out of rooms, it fucks with shit. That's gonna be fixed when they get, at the end of the year, when they get their whole server persistence whatever thing going okay fine but it's like it was an honest answer to a very uncomfortable question that you only got because unlike some other guys that are big top guys he comes on a couple times a year and answers whatever the fuck was the top voted question from their community do you know how much respect i i, I get that for some of you guys that are old hands at star citizen that might not impress you all that much because you're used to it coming from an elite player do you know how much respect i have for that i have so much respect for that that is huge roy how much would you pay to have a community <laughs> manager that actually gets the devs on once a week and will literally go, hey, you got to answer this for realsies. This ship kind of sucks right now. What's the deal?
3: I might actually pay a subscription fee for that.
2: Yeah, right? Tweet. How about if you could get David Braben on two or three times a year and he, asks, he answers the top questions voted on by the community?
4: Yeah, <laughs> I would definitely pay money for that. And I can't imagine it happening ever.
2: And yet, it happens right now in a little game that we call Star Citizen. Yes, Star Citizen has problems and it has flaws, but it is huge and it is ballsy and it tells you stuff. And coming from a position where I'm frustrated by a company that always thinks small and careful and doesn't want to tell you anything and has no balls... I appreciate all of that. Go ahead and tweet that. I got you off.
4: No, I was just going to say every live game has bugs and has some issues. Elite Dangerous, Star Citizen, No Man's Sky, Red Dead Online, you name it. Every one of them does. But the videos that I've been watching of Star Citizen make it look like... A space action game. It's living in Star Wars. I mean, I don't know what this is I'm seeing on screen. I'm sure this isn't in-game. This is kind of like the Elite Dangerous movies that we've seen. Uh, those those handcuffs are cool as hell. They're badass. Those handcuffs Everything. are in the game. They were flying through a cave. She got into a gunner seat and started gunning while the pilot was flying through. Uh, that's total Han Solo and Luke in the, in the Millennium Falcon flying Just- through the asteroid field. I mean... Just want to clarify
2: to make sure you know, tweak. that's in the game. You can fly through caves and you can have your gunner gets in there
4: and it's, yeah, it's exactly like that. Yeah. It may be smaller in scope. I saw somebody say, but only 13 planets or 13 systems or whatever. I don't care. If, If those systems are full of things to do, then it's worth it to me. If they're developed, there's weather, there's rivers and lakes, and there's crime and punishment, and there's excitement and adventure whereas in elite dangerous it's a beautiful game Mm -hmm. but there's nothing to see out there i've seen it all you get some great views but there's nothing to interact with star citizen are taking chances to me and it's worth it 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 looks like it It makes for exciting gameplay so we are gonna
2: have the black sky legion org in star citizen in the game i'm creating it monday at the latest uh it is going to be a thing we're going to continue to grow it we're going to add to it we're going to it's literally the purpose of the org is just to help players just to help our elite dangerous brothers and sisters come across and have a a place to land and something to build with and people to talk with unlike elite dangerous you are not limited to one org it's not like a squadron that you can only have one you can join our org and you can join also i think it's like 10 that you can join It's there's some number but i whatever you can join our org you and you can join uh down astronomies and you can join you know other ones and it's just basically it's kind of similar to like a link shell in 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 final fantasy 14 or 11 where it's like i'm a member of like four or five different groups or whatever and you can just do stuff with them um so we will have a thing we're building it next week i'm gonna have i had more stuff for star citizen but we're running out of time next week i'm gonna show you what a real roadmap looks like because a spoiler alert star citizen fucking has them i'm gonna show you a very cool mission that these guys did to fly into and map out and and figure out how the sun works in stanton and for those people that say like oh man you know you don't have 420 billion star systems you're right elite dangerous has a much better star system set up right now but stanton star citizen has a fucking thousands of things to do in the one star system and they just bought a studio uh turbulent or whatever to crank out Star systems, they have a map on their website where you can go to where it shows like whatever 200 300 that they're gonna have. There's all there's a lot of star systems coming, they're already working on other star systems, Pyros and uh, I forget, there's other names they're working on other ones too, uh, Nix, Pyros, and something, but like it's coming so, but like, look at the story of the expanse, look at the. The, look at the real solar system we live in right now it's just one solar system but if you could accurately do all kinds of deep rich gameplay in all of uh yeah pyro nix odin soul not soul soul is one that they're working on i think later down the line um i think i think pyros nix and odin are coming first they're in wave one yeah because they're all planets from Fort squadron 42 and uh, Chris Roberts announced that he's moving him and his wife Sandy and the two kids they're moving to back to the UK at the end of the month because they're doing the final push to get squadron 42 ready and out um so yeah oh yeah no no you're right yes yeah, scrappy yes yeah, soul is coming later but so are like 300 systems but the first round of them is Pyros and and yes, Pyros. Okay, so so Pyros is way bigger than Stanton, but it has less stuff in it as far as whatever, because it's like a kind of a ruined, like desolate system. Uh, yeah, it's it's cool shit. Maybe I'm thinking of Nyx. Who knows? I'm an idiot. I get a lot of stuff wrong. Um, so we have in the show notes the the VR, like full VR in Star Citizen. It works. And as the one thing I will agree with Art is on is. Words are meaningless. That's why I showed you the video so you could see it for yourself. Um, I showed you the flight model, the honing, whatever, the flight model in Star Citizen is second to none. Uh, I linked you the notes about the Chris Robertson Sandy video. I'm also there is a, a video that we they have that I want to I'm I, is in the the show notes for you. There is a very cool uh video that they did one of their weekly videos where they have four or five devs on and they talk to them for an hour and a half and whatever questions get voted up on their forums they ask and get answered. Uh, they had a very cool video with a bunch of guys from their AI team. And they literally were like oh you want to know how AI works here we'll show you and their lead dev said here i'll share you my screen he created he's like this is a fake universe it's a test universe that has no rules he created a plane and he's like there's the ground he added gravity to the ground because he's like if you don't add gravity your guy's just gonna float above the ground you have to turn on gravity first then he created a woman and then he's like let's make her a mechanic and then he created her ai loops and he's like she will do this this and this and then he created a machine on the ground that had three parts and then said well okay and i'm creating for her the instruction to go like she will just stand here at, which is called halt she'll do that if she has nothing else she can do but she will patrol for stuff that's broke to fix and if something's broke She will execute this command, or this command, and this... He fucking spent two hours showing you, in detail, how they create their AI. And as an idiot who knows nothing about computers, who was just driving back from fucking Boston on the highway, and was mostly looking at the road, but sometimes looking over at the screen, holy shit, I learned a lot about, like, okay, that's how that works. That's really cool. And yeah, okay... I Maybe I'm still an idiot and I don't know how that stuff really, really works. But the fact of the matter is, is it's interesting. It's honest. They just show you stuff. They're like, oh, you want to see how we make a tree? Oh, huh, Here's how we make a tree. They did a stream about a month or two ago where... There was uh and it was like oh my god could you imagine a dev stream like this There was a guy who was like here's how like a river or a stream works going down a hill so you have to figure out the volume has to follow it flows to the lowest area so we have to create these little divots and whatever because otherwise it'll look weird when it just runs down like one whatever so they create like they just sh- and it's weird it's a little thing it's a guy making a stream going down a mountainside but like that's fucking cool And they just show you this stuff. So, all right. uh, Tweaked and Roy, hop in on this. Any comments that you have with regard to Star Citizen stuff before we move to No Man's Sky?
4: It's my goal to find a way to play it. (laughs) Right on. All these videos, I've, I've said for a long time, I've been looking for a game that allows me to play like I'm in the Star Wars galaxy. I thought elite dangerous was going to become that it hasn't star citizen absolutely looks like it's the game i've been waiting to play since i was about three years old
3: i I think the thing that is really appealing to me now about it it's just a thread on what you were saying is that um there's a very clear vision and they're doing a lot of work a lot of groundwork um which is why things are taking so long but they're putting in place Uh, much more ambitious systems Mm -hmm. which will then support much more ambitious gameplay and the fact that they're being very transparent about what they're doing and you know even taking hits from their wives when they're talking about it on streams um is refreshing and um makes you feel like you're not just hoping for things (laughs) that there, there is there is progress being made and the the parts of the game that are already there are fun to play so yeah
2: yeah, I just want to correct something that I see on stream. Uh, Merve says Star Citizen will get an X-wing if they don't get sued for it. Lol, uh, you're wrong. Star Citizen already has an X-wing. Uh, it's I forget the name of it, the Scovius or Skevius or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, but here's the thing: they can't get sued for it because they checked with the historian of sci-fi stuff, and there are eleven different x-wing type ships out there including the star fury from babylon 5 which actually the star citizen ship looks closer to than an x-wing fighter including the scorpius that's it including the uh last starfighter gunstar and including the first one which actually goes back to the 1940s which was in a french film called la femme de lune uh so yeah the House of Mouse can fuck right off. They have no no grounds for a lawsuit. But uh, There's
4: also more than one <laughs> ship in No Man's Sky that has a resemblance to an X-Wing fighter and some TIE fighter similarities and so on and such forth. Yeah. There's
2: there's lots of ships that have s- different looks, but if you can show that, and in fact, this the Scorvius looks closer to the... Uh, um, uh, what do you call it? It looks closer to the Star Fury than anything else, really. If you look at it. Like, head on, nose on, it looks closer to an X-Wing. I I get that. But when you look at the way that the wings wings sweep back, it looks closer to a Star Fury. But, like, yeah. Uh, But anyways, that has been this week's Star Citizen. So, in the show notes, you'll see all that stuff. Those of you who are... Like, it will be in the show notes. But also, check out uh, the Will and Kate channel. Uh, Commander Katie Burns is putting phenomenal stuff uh out on her channel where it's like hey here's what a real uh neil armstrong moment looks like here's me figuring out this here's me figuring out there and like half of the video is just her going holy shit they've got this she opens it holy shit that's a that's an ocean holy shit that's a there's a it's it's wind blowing dust in my face it's just it's it's just great to see it's very very endearing so yeah i'm a huge kate fan so yeah all right which takes us to our next section which is no man's sky weekly uh wow i've been playing so much no man's sky this week and loving it all i think long term star citizen is the one that i'm going to be more interested in long long term but i've played star citizen for a while I just jumped into No Man's Sky this week, and I jumped in deep and hard and fell in love. It is so good!
4: (sighs) Tweaked. why don't you start talking about some No Man's Sky stuff, and I'll hop in. Yeah, well, I'm a little further into it than you are. I'm about, last I checked, I think I'm about 55 hours into the game, Woo! and... Like you said, it's so good. I'm just scratching the story. There is a story in No Man's Sky to follow. And it takes you all over the place. And you do a little bit of this story and a little bit of that story. And and then you end up in the star system where you notice nobody has discovered these planets and you scan the planets and you go down, fly through the atmosphere. You're you're flying through clouds as you get the atmospheric of fire on your ship and you hear the rain on your windshield. and and you land and you, you rename the system, you rename the planet, you rename all the animals you discover, you can lose hours and hours and hours doing that. I, I try to do my storyline and I just lose the, the afternoon or the evening wandering around planets, looking at everything. It's the planet tech is unmatched in my opinion. I love elite realism. But No Man's Sky's planets are just, there's so much to find on them. Every every planet is different. The weather effects are different everywhere. I still am having a great time with No Man's Sky. I built an underwater base last night. Uh, Got like two buildings with a tunnel between the two. I got couches. You can watch these weird fish and squid like and all these other weird things swimming around you. It's cool. It's fun as hell. There's so much to do. I'm in the process of finding the mats I need to unlock the submarine, so I can explore further into this uh, ocean. I guess that I'm in. Yeah. But yeah, it's just so much fun, and only gonna get better from the sounds of it. And as you see on
2: the screen, phenomenal No Man's Sky VR. Phenomenal. Uh, you got fucking doom buggies and moon buggies, and and tons of different ships and pets that you can ride and swimming in an ocean and comets in the sky and a crazy story and weird aliens and i bought a gun the other day from a guy what had a face that was a tree i don't know how that happened but i swear <laughs> to christ the, or i swear to my word that the guy that i bought a gun off of well i mean it was kind of by him by his shop it was a little dispensary it was like a a a vending machine that sold me the gun but the guy that ran the building that had the vending machine he had a face what was a tree he was a man with a bush for a face Shit's weird but i love it and i love the building and i love like just go out and scrounge for all your bits and pieces and whatever and i never could get into that whole uh, what is that called? The uh, Minecraft? I couldn't get into that. It's just not my yeah. thing. But I feel like this has enough space shit that it drew me in and I was like, I can get into Minecraft in space. I can I can go to there. And I I love going to different system, like the different space stations, and I talk to all the guys and I practice my words and I'm like, oh, I learned another word of Viking and I, oh, I learned another word of Gek and I learned another word of weird robot guys and like all of the different it's so cool. They got look. Look at the speeder bike. They got motorcycles. They got fucking so many things. And I know Roy's been playing it as well. And he just got back. Roy, hop yeah. in on this.
3: I've uh, I too enjoy the the crafting aspect. I think also, um, you know, my little foray into modding it has really opened my eyes to a lot of fun stuff that you can do. And um, there's there's a whole uh what a a sub community i guess around modding ships um the the look of the ships is somewhat procedural and you can influence that so um on one hand you can keep looking to find the perfect version of something because they all they're all a little bit different on the other hand you can go in and just start working on it yourself if you know some of the modding tools so that that was kind of mind-blowing to me that you could You could get into that level of it oh
2: yes and i want to add something here that i saw in the chat uh i want to call you out uh uh let's see uh great dane xl i love the grind is so clean and forgiving and rewarding yes the grind in star citizen they were like, we're going to take the grind away from anything that's unfun, and we're going to put the grind on the fun stuff. Like, the grind is like, it's short in little chunks, and it's like, you want to build a thing? You got to get the pieces to build it. But it's it's not, it's very sort of rewarding and simple and right there for you. Like, they moved the grind from the unfun end of the ledger Into the fun end of the ledger and yes, the living ships are awesome Anybody who's seen Farscape wants their own moya and if you don't you're a liar or you're a weirdo either Which way don't watch my videos such good stuff This game no man's Sky, so good and so I'm telling you right now We're going to continue to to like give me a month or two to get my shit together and like really max out the game i'm gonna max out the game and we're gonna build we're gonna use i have got to figure out how that whole friend code thing works we have a channel in the elite week discord where people post their own friend cord code things and then you can get together with people and you can do stuff we are gonna build a base that is going to be a black sky legion mega base And, like, we're going to make it a group project. We're going to build the fuck out of it. And we're going to make a Arthur C. Clarke space elevator. I want to find... Here's what I want to find. I want to scout out the perfect location on a paradise world. I want the base is going to be, like, on, like, the side of a cliff or, or like, by a beach or whatever. So the base is going to have a tunnel that runs into an underwater section of the base but then it's going to have a massive base to the base, like a a, a frame base, like whatever, like a pyramid, right? Type thing. And then going up to the uh, um, top, going like from the top of it, it's going to have a space elevator and we're literally going to have it to where you can ride the elevator up and get out in atmosphere we're going to we're going to build this thing because i read an article somewhere that said that people are doing it in no man's sky so if it can be done we are going to do it and they've got stargates and they've got fucking archaeology and i hear they got thargoids once you get far enough into it but we're gonna do all of that right we're gonna build it all up and then when we're sort of okay we're all cut up we're all good we're going to hang out and wait and when the next expeditions come out because expeditions are things that drop a couple times a year or whatever and when they drop it's a limited time only thing but it's like an expedition is a thing that you could sort of work on with friends and knock out in a weekend you can complete it but like it's it'll be there for like oh it'll be there for a week or two or three or it'll be there for like they've only done two expeditions and they haven't really established a timeline for how they do them because one of them it was you could do it but like it was only available for like two weeks and the other one was like it's it was available for three months so like they haven't sort of established kind of a look at that shit. there's mechs on the fucking screen that's so awesome uh we're going to figure it all out and we're going to set it up and basically we're going to like everybody level your shit all the way up to where you're full you're at end game right which takes you what three weeks four weeks whatever then we're going to work on some big fun projects for funsies but we're all going to like park our guys fully loaded and ready and when the next expedition comes out where it's like oh it's this this expedition's out it's a high level mission it's this that, and the other We'll group up in group, like, it'll be like Dungeons & Dragons, but instead of for fucking, like, ah, oh, I'm a wizard, oh, I'm a fucking knight, oh, we'll be a bunch of space nerds playing Dungeons and & Dragons, and it'll be like, me, my buddy in Wisconsin, my buddy in Germany, and my buddy in Switzerland, and we'll be fucking running around doing a mission together, it'll be fun. So, yeah. That's that's the plan for No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky is a game that is easier to get to the end of like to the to the end level. Like you can go for forever if you want, but you could also kind of get to the end in a month if you wanted. And like we'll be there and we'll be set up and we'll be ready and then we'll, you know, we'll be good to go. <sighs> um does anybody have anything else that they want to add to No Man's Sky?
3: going once i uh Go ahead. I, I, i'll just throw this in i was I, I might have mentioned this last week but in case i didn't um you know the whole thing about the garish colors and the cartoony type graphics and stuff um that i know is a put-off for a lot of people and it was a put-off for me for a while too i found that once i started playing the game i kind of became a bit colorblind to that yep um and i just was having fun playing the game and it wasn't it wasn't bothering me Dude, percent. Like
4: totally agree. It was the same thing for me. I, I, I put I avoided the game for so long because of the cartoony look. But once you start playing and once you start finding the different game loops, you forget about it. And in fact, you look forward to seeing what you're going to find on the next planet. There's so many different kinds of life everywhere. It's it's the exact opposite of what you get on elite planets.
2: So. Guys, right now No Man's Sky is on sale for $30 on the Summer Steam Sale. Go and everybody go buy it. This is a game we we lament the fact that Elite doesn't let us have more than one ground vehicle. Here you got lots we lament the fact that Elite doesn't let us go into all kinds of planets with lakes and rivers, rivers and and trees and plants and animals.
3: Here it caves. does. Caves. Caves. Yeah, uh, caves are fun.
2: Creatures. Aliens that you can trade with and buy from and and do missions for. Uh oh, we lament the fact that we can't play with people on other platforms. Full crossplay. We lament the fact that there's a limited number of ships no man's sky like pretty much unlimited number of ships we lament the fact that you don't have full vr no man's sky, full vr like there's no reason not to i let me and give you Roy one more thing. and tweaked can all run a mission together which we could never do in a league go ahead Tweaked. that's true
4: i discovered something that i didn't know i could do a few days ago when you have a freighter which is the equivalent of a fleet carrier you can then go and hire frigates yep so you'll have like a combat frigate an exploration frigate all these different types of frigates and you can send them on real-time expeditions so they go out for 17 hours or whatever it is before they come back and give you the goods of what they got yep but when they come back damaged you have to go and you have to land on them and then you have to walk around the edge of the outside of the ship to repair things. And I was standing at the railing on the frigate looking over the rail at the planet that I discovered with my fleet carrier underneath me. And it was just an awe-inspiring moment. It was so cool. So
2: you're saying you were doing an EVA repair?
4: Yeah, pretty much. (laughs)
2: Legit.
4: Legit. Good
2: stuff. So Get No Man's Sky right now. There's no referral codes. There's no nothing. I don't get anything from it other than the joy of seeing people go from being unhappy and frustrated with one game to being happy with another. And let me tell you a little secret. I love Elite. And I feel like it's healthier for you to go play No Man's Sky and Star Citizen right now and not be upset and angry and then go back to Elite in two to three months when they unfuck themselves and you can have fun with it as opposed to if you refuse to do anything else but be miserable day after day in elite waiting for them to take the next three to four months to fix their shit you might just say fuck it and quit elite for forever i'd rather you don't quit elite for forever i'd rather you just go be happy somewhere else real quick take a little break take a breather it's okay and go back when it's good that's all i'm not leaving elite i'm still gonna be there I'm just not going to be miserable with it. I am having so much fun. Again, go back and listen to the opening song. That is my spirit animal right now. And while we're talking on fun and the Summer Seam Sale, let me tell you something. Uh, this boy spent a couple hundred dollars on the Summer Summer Seam Sale. I bought Take on Mars for 6 bucks. $5.39, I'll be exact. It, it's a cool you're in a little rover and you're trying to first colonize Mars. I bought Per Aspora for $17. Uh, and I got the soundtrack and an audiobook and an art book. I bought FTL Faster Than Light for $2.49. I bought Homeworld Remastered Collection for $3. I bought Galactic Civilizations 3 for $12. I bought Sid Meier's Starship and Civilization Beyond Earth for $12. I bought The Turing Test for $2.99. I bought. I bought a lot of shit. I bought Kerbal Space Program for 10 bucks. I bought Space Engine for $24. That wasn't even on sale, I just had to have it. I bought Outer Wilds for 15 bucks. I bought X4 Foundations... Split Vendetta, Cradle of Humanity, uh... Collector's Edition Extra Content for, I don't know, it was like 30 bucks all altogether. I bought Endless Space 2, and then Endless Space 2 Volters, and Endless Space 2 Supremacy, and Endless Space 2 Untold Tales, and Endless Space 2 Lost Sympathy Symphony, and Endless Space 2 Harmonic Memories, and Endless Space 2 Celestial Worlds, and Endless Space 2 penumbra and endless space to awakening and endless space to dark matter <laughs> for for like on uh, i with the main game was eight bucks all those expansions i read you for were anywhere from 67 cents to two dollars i bought BattleTech for nine bucks i bought mars horizon for 13 bucks i bought terraforming mars for nine bucks i bought deliver us the moon for 14 bucks i think i have two more i spent a lot of money yeah i bought a lot of fucking games for two bucks three bucks eight bucks twelve bucks games that are normally forty fucking dollars go right now the summer steam sale if you want to use my code to get star citizen and join us there do it if you want to spend thirty dollars and get no man's sky and join us there do it. If you're like "fuck you," I don't like either of those two games. Don't just sit there and be miserable with Elite. All those games I just read you were all just space games. Half of them were just Mars games. Go find one that looks cool to you, and have Mass Effect have Legendary. Mass edition. Effect. Yes, Man it's on sale too. Go find one that gives you joy, and like just be happy for a little bit. It's 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 not hard. Just be happy. All right, that takes us. To, do you guys have anything you want to add to the summer steam sale? I'm sorry. No, I think you covered it pretty extensively there. All right, that takes us to real life science.
3: Roy, hit it up. Yeah, so uh, we mentioned this at the top of the show. Uh, a, a really, a really important anniversary uh, this year of the tragic story of soyuz 11 and the first uh, first three heroes of earth to die in space we've got some links in the show notes uh there's a whole wiki on it scott manley has a great video there's a nasa tribute and um i'm going to read you a little bit about it i think it's this is such an important uh important event in our history i think it deserves some commemoration so settle in for just a minute and uh and here we go so here's the history of this the uh the three-man crew of Soyuz 11, which was call signal Yantar, Uh Yorgi Dobrovolsky, Vladislav Volkov and Viktor Patsayev had entered the space station on the 7th of June. Uh, the joint configuration of Soyuz and Salyut was 21.4 meters long, with a total living space of 100 cubic meters, which which gave the cosmonauts a place to conduct scientific experiments, relax and sleep. For the next 23 days, each crew member performed his scheduled experiments, which emphasized the study of human performance under and reaction to prolonged weightlessness. On the 29th, after completing their flight plan, the space dwellers transferred their scientific records, film, and logbooks to Soyuz in preparation for their return home. At 9.28 in the evening, Dobrovolsky undocked the ship and drifted free from the space station. After three additional orbits, the Soyuz 11 crew notified ground control that they were beginning their descent. Mission control radioed, "Goodbye, Yantar. Till we see you soon on Mother Earth." Dobrovolsky replied, "Thank you. Be seeing you. I'm starting orientation." At 1:35 a.m., the retro rockets were fired automatically for a seven-minute burn, and the parachutes were deployed on schedule. Mission Control tried repeatedly to contact the crew at this time, but to no avail. When the recovery crews reached the descent vehicle and opened the access hatch, Dobrovolsky, Volkov, and Patsyav were dead in their contoured couches. The accident was a stunning blow to both the the Soviet Union and the international aerospace community. Once again, the experimental and risky nature of man's venture into space had been made clear. While the three bodies lay in state, and the Special Commission investigated the cause of the multiple deaths, wide speculation spread in the West over the significance of the tragedy for the continuation of manned spaceflight. One of the prevailing theories was that man might not be able to survive long periods of weightlessness. For several years, there had been a serious debate among scientists about the effects of prolonged weightlessness. During Project Gemini, there had been signs that the human heart grew lazy after an extended time in zero gravity. Then in July 1969, the monkey Bonnie aboard the U.S. Biosatellite 3 died of heart failure after recovery from a nine-day flight. However, there were other theories regarding the Soviet disaster. George Lowe discounted the heart failure story, and Dr. Walton Jones, Deputy Director of Life Sciences in the Office of Manned space Flight, suggested that the men had died as the result of their cabin decompressing rapidly. The crew was found strapped in their seats with no apparent indication of any struggle. The the crew did not rely on spacesuits. Dr. Jones said that this is how they would have appeared if a valve had leaked or the shell of the cabin had ruptured. In Houston, Dr. Charles Berry, flight surgeon to the astronauts, thought that the accident might have been caused by the release of a toxic substance. MSC Director Gilruth favored the decompression theory. Whatever the cause, both Soviet and American aerospace leaders realized the seriousness of the problem and its implications for manned flight in general, and for the compatibility discussions in particular. As thousands of Muscovites filed by the funeral bier of the three cosmonauts on the 1st of July, Soviet President Nikolai V. Podgorny, Premier Gostyan, and Party Secretary General Leonid Brezhnev took turns standing watch as part of the Honor Guard. President Nixon, on behalf of the United States, told the Soviet leaders, The American people join in expressing to you and the Soviet people our deepest sympathy on the tragic deaths of the three Soviet cosmonauts. The whole world followed the exploits of these courageous explorers of the unknown and share the anguish of their tragedy. But the achievements of cosmonauts Dobrovolsky, Volkov, and Petya remain. It will, I'm sure, prove to have contributed greatly to the further achievements of the Soviet program for the exploration of space, and thus to the widening of man's horizons. In addition, the President sent U.S. astronaut Thomas P. Stafford to Moscow as his official representative for the funeral ceremonies held in Red Square. So, I raise my glass of Russian vodka in salute, and in honor of these tremendous heroes who gave their lives to forward, space exploration for all of us.
2: Georgi Dobrovolsky, Vladislav Volkov, and Viktor Patsayev. Zasterik Soldat, which means here's to dead soldiers. It's an old Russian toast. <sighs> like I said last week, these are three world heroes that are deserving of a salute and a respect from all of us. Three cosmonauts that made the f- ultimate sacrifice and we learn from them and we we honor them and to all of those people russian chinese americans british europeans and whatever that have died in you know there have been plenty that have died on 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 a rocket launch uh you know and there will be more that die especially now that we're getting into the colonization of space there will be people that die on mars there will be people that die on the moon this is a price that we pay but it is necessary until we are a species that are on more than one planetary body one rock can end us in a moment like the dinosaurs like this is a this is a necessary step yeah i'm a huge fucking space nerd so for me this is awesome too but like this is necessary for the survival of mankind
4: tweet hit up yours all right yeah the salute to those guys that that's that was a great story right we have the insane curiosity the artemis program have three missions that they are hoping to go back to the moon with which believe it or not it's been a long time since anybody's been on the moon uh, more than just going to the moon though with this program is hoping to do is to set up an outpost, a a base, so to speak, that can become a jumping off point for missions to Mars or to Europa or further into the galaxy, which really is another step forward into becoming a space-faring civilization. We're going to have to have bases to piggyback off from if we want to get further and further out into the galaxy and this sounds like it might be the beginning of that they're hoping to get these up there within the next five years or at least start the program the first few mission the first mission is going to be mostly unmanned robots to go up and test new technology and stuff and then they're going to start the building process so it should be fun it should be fun to watch it's again it's exciting for so long in my life. It felt like the space program was going nowhere. And now it seems like every day there's a new story of some kind of progress that we're making. So we'll have the link for that story in the show notes. I check it out. Absolutely. Good stuff. And while we're talking about
2: taking those big steps forward, tweak. why don't you hit up the next story?
4: Yeah. Well, speaking of Mars, China has just announced that the space wars are back on and they are sending the first humans to Mars and they want to do that by 2033. So about 10 years or so, a little over 10 years, 12 years. Uh, They're a long ways off. They've got some nuclear technology they want to try to use and they're going to do the same type of thing where their first mission or two are unmanned testing out all these new engine technologies and different things that they've got going on. But then they want to send humans to Mars to set up a base and do the same type of thing, have a launching off point. Now, in this article, it says that part of it—the the base on Mars—they they believe that other entities, whether it be NASA or it be Elon Musk, will have a base on Mars before China can do it. But but it's happening. We're going to Mars. It's it's almost like uh, for all mankind is coming true.
3: Hell yes, Roy. Yeah, we have another fascinating uh, video from Anton Petrov. This one is about how some rogue planets could have habitable moons. No star needed. So um, uh, some of the highlights from this, there's, there's lots of rogue planets, uh, maybe 200 to 400 billion in the Milky Way, and some of them could be close to our own solar system. They're very difficult to detect because they're not bright. Um, they emit a little bit of infrared and they can also be seen with lensing effects when they pass in front of other stars. But in general, very difficult to to image and and find. You basically see them when they interact with something else. Uh, They can be formed by planets getting kicked out of star systems by gravitational effects or also by bodies at the centers of systems that maybe would have become a star if they'd been bigger, but they don't get large enough to become a star. Uh, A study was done to see if bodies like these, when they have moons, could have conditions for life on those moons. Think of like a body like Jupiter or Saturn with a moon like Europa or Enceladus. And the study showed that just from cosmic rays hitting the moons, um, it could produce water from the elements in a moon's atmosphere. Um, That water could eventually form an ice shell and then stay liquid because of tidal heating effects from orbiting the rogue planet in a specific elliptical orbit. now, keep in mind, this is a theory and the mechanism has not yet been observed in nature, but you know, with maybe almost 400 billion of these flying around, I think the odds are pretty good. And
2: as we just covered, uh, what two weeks ago on Real Life Science, the new, uh, NASA, uh, radio telescope that's going up will be able to look for these, so we we have good feelings about, you know, the the proposition of finding many of these, cataloging them, and starting to study them next up we got a couple here that are going to be a little different bear with me for a second here there's a channel in the elite week discord that i call uh what is it history or truth um basically and this ties into a thing that's going to be coming later but there's a theory that some are are, some people have that i find intriguing and We've got Fight Mediocrity with Graham Hancock Explains the Mysteries of Atlantis and Gobekli Tepe. London Real with The Truth About Atlantis by Graham Hancock. The Joe Rogan Experience with Graham Hancock's America is Most Likely the Home of a Lost Civilization. And Johanna James' Why I Believe in Atlantis. These are interesting sort of stories that are about what if... And I'm not saying, you know, it's ancient islands. I'm saying, what if there was... Yes, we will post a link in the Discord. Uh, Roy, if you can post that, please. Yeah. And there's, yeah. it's also in the show notes of every episode of every show that we've done. It, it At the top, it'll say, you know, Elite Week YouTube, Elite Week uh, Podcast, Elite Week Discord. It's all there. But uh, <clears throat> the idea is, what if... Um, there have been cycles of civilization, so we know, based on this is not a, a theory. This is a pretty, at this point, scientifically accepted fact, that during the Younger Dryas period, like, whatever, uh, North America was uh, uh, c- sort of covered in like a, a, a mile deep of an ice sheet, and something happened, which <clears throat> that scientists call Pulse B which some scientists think maybe there was a massive sun uh, um, storm, like the, the one that, um, uh, oh, I did not do that part yet, uh, that I'm about to explain in a minute. Um, and some scientists think that it was an asteroid that hit <laughs> the Earth that caused overnight a massive amount of global warming, Uh, a massive amount of those ice sheets to melt and flood a, a large area of the earth in water which was a sort of could have been a you know decimation event for any peoples any societies that were around at that point now anton petrov put out a video uh that says the first major solar storm of a new cycle the sun is awake He shows in great detail that we're starting to have, we're entering a new time. Like every, I don't know, 10,000 years or whatever, the sun goes through these cycles. And we have just had our second one. The first one happened like, I don't know, like 12 years ago or eight years, nine years ago. Second one just happened like a year ago. Like the sun is going through these weird cycles. And if it could, at some point, if it has a coronal mass ejection that happens to head our way, It could fry, like, overnight, like, the internet, gone. Electronic shit, gone. Like, it could do some weird shit. And uh, that would be rough. Uh, It could do worse than that. It could, you know, kill a large number of the people on the planet, which is another good reason why getting to Mars, getting to Titan getting to europa getting farther away from the sun just in case shit goes weird sideways could be a good good thing for humanity but anyways this guy grand hamcock wrote a book called fingerprints of the god there's another guy called zachariah sitchin uh there are a group of these people that have studied stuff and they've said hey man we think the pyramids are way older then you give them credit for being. And, you know, archaeologists are like, no, 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 it's just this. And they're like, but the Egyptians say it's way older. And they're like, no, 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 that's not real. That's, you uh, see here, the line of the Egyptian kings, all of them before this time, those were all a myth. All of them after this line, those were all real. And it's like, huh, uh-huh. that's weird. <laughs> exact same story in India. They have the exact same story. They're like, there's got list of Indian kings they go back tens of thousands of years and like they're like well all of them after this line those are real all of them before that line those are those are fake those don't really exist and it's like huh and it the same story goes around if you remember about a month ago on real life science i talked about the pleiades the fact that there's a star system called the pleiades that you know we have an elite dangerous and it's weird because the Egyptians, the Greeks, the, uh, the people of, uh, New Guinea, the, the people of New Zealand, the people of Australia, uh, central Americans, Africans, uh, the Japanese, they all have the same story, which is weird, which is like. are these 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 stars represent a bunch of sisters that are all being chased by some dude through the sky and it's like what how how why do the Greeks and the Japanese believe the same thing from like going back thousands of years like okay whatever so basically Solon which was the one of the ancestors of Socrates uh, who was the lawgiver he was the lawgiver of Greece uh had gone over and studied from the egyptians who said like yeah here's the story of atlantis basically uh the atlantis had uh like there were a group of people they lived there was a great flood now look back what the, the in the talmud the, the 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 jews believe of there was a great flood that wiped people out in the bible the christians believe there was a great flood that wiped people out chinese mythology great flood white people out uh you know the 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 Egyptians, they talk about the Atlantis, Great Flood, white people out. North Americans, Great Flood, white people out. And now we study and we find that during the younger Dryas period, about, you know, whatever, twelve thousand years ago, uh eleven thousand six hundred years ago, I think to be eleven thousand six hundred BC, uh, there was a great flood that probably wiped people out. Like this is not a thing that comes from some weird Native American text. This is a thing that scientists are saying like oh yeah see like right here pulse b like there was some kind of they, they look through the fossil right? i don't know how they do shit i'm not smart but scientists legitimate scientists look and say yeah there was a big flood around that time there was like all of north america was under a huge sheet of ice and then it melted overnight maybe there was a coronal mass injection from the sun that like scorched the whatever or maybe it was an asteroid that hit you know just like the one that killed off the dinosaurs we don't know what it was but it was a thing. So. I don't know. I just think it's interesting about... Like, the story is interesting, and a lot of stuff, like, I find it interesting, and it ties into one of my all-time favorite uh, scientific short... or sci-fi short stories, which I'm going to hit up now, because now we're moving on to Space in the Media. So the links to all of these videos are in the show notes for you to check out. Space in the Media, Isaac Asimov his first big story that 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 broke big that made him a uh, 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 a big household name was called nightfall it was a short story that he wrote that was then turned into a novel it is one of my favorite short stories of all time of his it is one of my actually one of my favorite short stories of all time period he wrote it in the 1940s and the idea is um that there was sort of this civilization, they live on a planet, and the planet has eight moons. And on their planet, or sorry, eight suns. There's eight, yeah,
4: whatever. Yeah, it was eight.
2: <clears throat> yeah, there was eight suns, and it was three pairs of binaries, and then I guess there was maybe a fourth, or whatever. But anyways, um, on their planet, it was always daylight. People had always lived with daylight. And then... There's these guys that they're studying stuff, and they're like, hey, man, we think there's gonna be one planet, the one sun is gonna be on the opposite side, and just by like, it's gonna be a weird thing where they're, they're all of the planets are blocked. They're either on the other side or they're, they're having like an eclipse or whatever. And it's a thing that only happens like every 5,000 years or something. And when it happens, people lose their shit on this planet because they've never known nightfall they've never known they've never seen stars they've lived their entire life with suns everywhere and like they don't have light bulbs in their house because you just get light all the time from outside like it's just a weird thing where they're not psychologically equipped to deal with it and also when you see like the, 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 the stars in the sky. And it, it comes from, I think it was a Ralph Waldo Emerson quote where he said, like, how amazing if we were to just see the stars in the night sky for once, one night only, like people would talk for decades about how they looked up and saw the city of God in the sky, meaning the stars. And it's just a really sort of neat, very cool story. So this is a story from the 1940s. It made Asimov a big deal. It was his first big story that broke. <clears throat> in the show notes, I have for you the wiki about, you know, the the, the story and whatever and the different postings in the the novel version and yada yada. I also have a short the short story, the full short story. It's archived on the and you can read it for free because it's archived because it's that old. I also have the radio play that's 26 minutes long. So if you want to just pop it on while you run around in No Man's Sky or in Elite Dangerous and listen to it as a radio play, it's phenomenal. I highly recommend it. Listen to it for free. I also have the one and a half hour version of the novel. I don't know if this is illegal or what, but it's not on my YouTube channel, so whatever. Like This guy put it up on YouTube where he just read out the whole story if you want it. In the 80s, Roger Corman made a cheesy sci-fi movie based off of it. I highly recommend you skip that one, but if you're a glutton for, you know, if you really want to see it, there it is. And I linked a video discussion about the story where this guy did a YouTube where this guy does like, he rates all great sci-fi books or whatever, and he talks about them in depth and he seems like an uber nerd. He knows what he's talking about. It's interesting stuff. But anyways, part of this to me is like, what if Asimov wrote this story is like kind of a cover for like oh a theory or, or an idea of like what if we have the same thing on earth where we go through these cycles because in the story in the short story it's basically uh when shit goes south when you have this one night of nightfall it kind of like wrecks their civilization and they restart um and they lose their sort of institutional knowledge of their civilization that they had before and there's this one cult that's there that they kind of have some secret stuff they have a spoiler alert on the stuff and they're like you know prepping they're like doomsday preppers that they know it's coming and they're trying to like oh next time we're gonna take control we're gonna run shit and it's like of course they're not gonna but like it's interesting so all of this is in the show notes all of this is in the stuff that's one of our two sort of sci-fi slash space in the media and our next uh, space in the media is a phenomenal show that I have been recommending for forever and I don't think it gets enough traction because you say hey this show is great and people don't trust you so fuck all y'all you're gonna now watch it for a minute and a half and I think you're gonna be like oh I must see this now so enjoy it's a minute
1: we had set out into the unknown explorers of a new world I was part of the first mission mission control we're looking at a red planet and you hope for humanity
5: as long as we've looked up at the night sky
3: wonder that is what we felt Creating a self-sustaining civilization on Mars would be the greatest adventure ever in human history. It would be so exciting to wake up in the morning and think that that's what's happening.
1: With every discovery...
0: Right now, we're becoming a multi-planetary species.
1: With every hardship... I'm worried. I I don't know about this. We had these people taking immense risks. We were taking a step forward... ...for humankind. spent all this time looking for something and they'll bring us all together.
5: Earth's surface is the shoreline of a new ocean. Hey, you ready for this?
1: Are you? Here we go.
2: God damn, if that doesn't get you excited, I don't want to know you. I was just like, Oh, yes. It's so good. They did two seasons of this show. Nat Geo did two seasons of the show, and then they bailed on it. And it breaks my heart because I have rewatched every episode of both seasons of that show like six times. I've watched... like just I just watch them, and then I get to the end, and then I watch them again, and I get to the end, and I watch them again. Yes, they had two seasons on Nat Geo. And both seasons right now are for free on uh was it is it uh, prime amazon prime video yes they were on netflix uh until like a little bit ago and now they're on amazon prime video go and watch them if they're not free in the country that you live in pony up the 20 bucks or steal it i don't give a fuck i'm not your dad but go watch them they're amazing it is they they intersperse back and forth between your you know following this 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 cast on a, on a on a on a scripted tv show set in the 2030s to 2040s and you're just watching that but inter- it's like interspersed cut through every episode it jumps back and forth a dozen times between the scripted show and an interview with neil degrasse tyson or an interview with uh uh elon musk or an interview with some nasa guy or andy weir who wrote the martian or you know uh some kick-ass fucking physicist chick who's like you gotta worry about this or that or 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 somebody from the cassini program who's like well the real issue with water is that and it just just breaks your mind on trying to figure out like all of the different angles to The immense challenge that is before us with this and you know nasa and elon musk are going at it and the esa is ready to start going at it and china is going and russia is going like this is this is the new frontier this is the new you know uh land rush and it's just going to be amazing to see happen um that's it i love it it's amazing i think you should watch it and i hope that after you saw that clip you're like oh yes i I want to go to there because it's free go watch it on amazon prime and if not you can steal anything on the internet for free whatever uh roy tweak do you have anything that you want to add on our space in the
4: media at all uh, I, I got one I sure Yeah, On on Amazon Prime, there's a movie that just started, I believe, yesterday, actually, that looks pretty intriguing to me. I plan on checking it out this weekend. It's called The Tomorrow War. It stars uh, Chris Pratt and one of my personal favorites, Javon Stravowski. The the premise of it is basically there's a war in the future. Aliens have invaded some kind of ground Thargoid kind of looking things invaded, and they have to draft people from now to go fight it so that the world could continue and it it looks like an interesting premise looks like it might be well done so kind of curious to check that one out
2: right on yeah i'll, I'll watch anything with yvonne strahovsky i'm uh, i'm a huge huge fan of uh of hers from chuck and from uh uh mass effect well yes but i'm thinking chuck and uh uh uh, uh the the she's the commander's wife in handmaid's tale And she was the one of the girlfriends on one of the seasons of uh the 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 serial killer guy dexter uh yeah she's great so that's uh a lot of uh you know that's this week's uh uh you know space in the media and uh let's see uh that takes us to oh Mars is currently free on in the US on Hulu, as well as Amazon Prime and Nat Geo, obviously. So go check it out. Uh, Roy, you got an update for uh, uh, Roy Stories.
3: Yeah, so in the past weeks, we've been uh, recording a lot of uh, uh, voice acting. Uh, we've got a great cast, uh, 20, 20 folks. Including, including everybody on this uh, on this uh, stream right now, um, and, and 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 many other great actors, uh, we've just about got everything we need to kick it off. Uh, we're we're going to know by this Sunday uh, if we've got everything to be able to announce uh, potentially a, a mid-July launch. So I'm, I'm super excited. I've been listening to all these and it's good. I'm, I'm really, really pleased with the effort everyone, the, the great effort everyone's been putting in. So um, just want to let you know there's lots of work going on in the background and we're we're getting close.
2: All right. We are way over time. So we're going to go ahead and just wrap it up right there. Uh, Roy, do you have anything else that you would like to add? If not, say goodnight
3: to the beautiful people. Hey, uh, walk casual and fly dangerous yes yes tweaked. hope everybody enjoyed the
4: show thanks for spending your friday night with us or saturday morning or whatever it may be where you are and shazma nanu nanu shazbach nanu nanu yes
2: roy stories is coming back it is it's just a matter of we're we're creating a whole big thing a radio play type thing and it takes a little bit of time to get it done and uh yeah And as uh, what I'm going to say is uh, Citizens of the verse I salute you Travelers of the sky of no man I salute you And commanders of Elite Dangerous Man I salute you twice you need You need all the love you can get right now so uh, In the Elite Week Discord right now as soon as the closing song ends we're gonna be up in general. Uh, post the Discord again. Uh, yeah, you yeah, are, Uncle. Already did. Uh, the it's in the ch- chat. Come join us if you want to. You know, talk about anything we talked about tonight or anything else. And uh, yeah, we'll see you over there. And in the meantime, this song right here is about breaking the chains. Sometimes you can only be lied to so much.